Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Without even thinking about it, I used to be able to podcast. Now I'm trying to look inside myself and find out how I did it. Oh. There you go. That's how we What have feel. you seen inside? Nothing good. <laughs> a morass. <laughs> Here's the thing. A howling void. So you tweeted, you tweeted uh, yesterday mm. uh, in relation to when we're recording this, a uh, photo of uh, the young man from this movie. That's yes. right. His name is Tombo. Tombo. Who uh, you think looks like me. That's correct. A Tintin looking motherfucker. I was going to say Tintin. Yeah. But I would say he also looks a lot like both uh, Griffin McElroy and Chris like Gethard. You. Who looks like you? Uh, three people. With glasses. Uh, right. And s- similar hairstyles yeah. and a pro- uh, propensity for wearing striped shirts. Uh, <laughs> boyish bodies. Um, uh, so then people on Twitter were like, yes, inevitable cast live action remake. <laughs> yes. Which I know is a joke, right? Is it? But when I just went to IMDb to look for the Kiki's delivery service. Uh, there is paid, a live action yeah, yeah. version. There's a yes. 2014 yeah. Japanese, Japanese live action right. remake? Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, that's obviously because he didn't own the underlying rights to the book. It's a book. Right. Yeah, anyone can take a swing, I guess. Do we know anything about the quality of this live action remake? My guess is it's uh, low. Low? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's amazing. Maybe it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Wait a second. It won Best Picture? The Academy Awards? I mean, uh, it just kind of looks like uh, a Retitled trash. Green Book in the United States? I mean, look at it. It looks like a video game. It okay. doesn't look and, great. Uh, yeah. We're watching the trailer. It's got a lot of... Yeah, this looks bad. No. We just got to the first shot of her on a... <laughs> on a her flying. And on a like, broom. I she's flying! Yeah. It gave her a shadow. Six inches off the ground! Yeah. Um. So, yeah. You know, uh, the definitive version, I think, remains uh, 1989's Kiki's Delivery Service. So the live-action window is wide open for you. Wide open. Wide, wide open. I don't want to make a Kiki movie. I just want to make a Tombo spinoff. <laughs> I want to acquire the rights to just Tombo's Tombo. fucking, you know, helicopter plane bike service. I love that. Um, what's that movie about that weird kid who makes the flying <laughs> that one thing? Movie? Bruce McCloud. Yeah. Yeah, Who uh, that kid wears a red and white striped shirt, much like Tombo. Well, That's true. Uh, I, I, what I really want to do, here's what I'd love court. to I'd love to acquire the rights to Tombo. Okay. <laughs> Right. As a and, person. And then I'd like to uh, try to piece together the rights to make the Ombo cinematic universe. Uh, Trumbo versus Dumbo versus Tumbo. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing I here. am trying to write in my bathtub. <laughs> yep, that was the clip. And this elephant won't stop flying around me. You getting those levels down there? To say nothing of this boy and his bicycle. His propeller bicycle. I'm in the bath. This performance was nominated for an Academy Award. Ben just slowly mm. turning down the volume. An Oscar in the bath. Mm, an Oscar in the bath. It was nominated for a bathy. Best <laughs> bathtub-based performance. Yeah. My cigarette is in a holder. <laughs> yeah. So you know I'm a man. So you know it's from a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bathies. Remember when... Uh, <laughs> What Lies Beneath swept that one year, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got? Uh, you know, the favorite, yeah. Oh, the favorite, good bathtubs, uh-huh. good bathtub, uh, handmaiden, yeah. great bathtub. Ooh. 
sexy bathtub. Uh, yeah, the bathies got kind of sexy. Shanghai Noon. <laughs> sure. Their joint bath scene. Do you remember Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Pivotal bath. Uh, oh, um, uh, is it Batman versus Superman where like Superman gets yeah. in the tub fully clothed and you're like, behave. What yeah. is this behavior? When like Superman and Lois Lane fucking a bath. Yeah, but he's got his clothes on yeah. and she's fully naked. Yeah. Awful. Does it need uh, to be a bathtub or can it be like a cave cave pool like in Wonder Woman? Does that well, count as a bath I, scene? No, I think the, that would fall into the caveys. I mean, oh, I think in sure. terms of qualification. I right. forgot about that. But what about in Wanted when there's those sort of like old timey bathtubs that they take like healing baths in and you see Angelina Jolie's buttocks? Well, if that counts, then Jupiter Ascending counts. Oh, right. So sort of a healing de-aging bath. Mm, mm-hmm. I think, hmm. I'm stretching the definition here. Yeah, it's a good question. But genre is dead, you know? That is true. Um, I mean, Wanted is uh, elevated uh, uh, bullet-bending assassin action. They are. That's yeah, a bullet. bathtub. Yeah. I know. You know what? In That's my, like a clawfoot In bath. my memory, I thought he was wearing the Superman suit. <laughs> I thought he got in. Ben's showing David a picture. That's what a is it? Bath. The Road to Wellville. He's oh, that's a really bathy movie. Yeah, that man is that ever a Comedy Central one p.m. movie? Mm-hmm. Yep, in the summer. Yep. Um, what was I going to say about the bathies? Uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel obviously split the supporting categories for Nightmare Before Christmas. Gummo got a Lifetime Achievement. Right, right. Now T- Totoro has some bathing because yeah. the family bathes. I don't think there's any bathing in Kiki. No, I don't no. think anyone takes a bath. No, she gets bathed in money. <laughs> from this killer business. <laughs> bathed in self-doubt. Uh-huh. Yep. Bathed in, uh, you know, sort of adolescent growing pains and moving to the big city anxieties. I want to say this right off the bat. Good kid. Kiki? Uh, yeah. She's best. A good kid. Real She's good kid. Kiki? She's solid. Ben. All right. So let me set the scene, actually. Yeah, let's get this out. Right off the bat, I walk into the Audio Boom Studios. Um, there's no one else here. Summer Friday. Um... And uh, I walk in, and uh, who's on the couch outside the studio but um, Benjamin Hosley. Ben Deucer, Peter Ben. Poet Laureate, the Haas. Peeper. Tiebreaker. Birthday Benny. Smoking. Smoking. Smoking hot. Smoking wet Benny. Smoking wet Benny. Smoking hot Benny. Smoking hot Benny. Yeah. Smoking wet vaping. He's the fart detective. He's the meat lover. He's the fuck master. He's not Professor Crispy. He's graduated certain tells over the course of the different majors. Kylo Ben. Bruce Ben Kenobi. Ben Nightshamalong. Ben Sade. Save anything dot dot dot. Ailey Ben's with the dollar sign. Fucking Ben 19, the fennel maker. War Haas. Mr. Ben Credible. Uh, Benglish, eat, drink, Ben Hosley. Sure. Uh, God damn it. Uh, yeah, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a beetle vape juice. That's what my dad would call me a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, and for Miami Vice. What was that? From Miami Vice? From I, Michael Mann? Yeah. I don't know. Someone suggested Benjamin Dollar Haas. <laughs> oh, from like Manhunter? Yeah. Well, who knows? We'll, okay. we'll figure it out later. But um, uh, well, we are fiends for. It's a great ben picture. Hito. It's a great picture. I don't have to post it, but okay. uh, I walk in. It's so good though. Who is stretched out on the couch, <laughs> watching Kiki's delivery service on his laptop, oh. and has moist tears on his cheeks, <laughs> just sitting there like little dewdrops that you know gather in the lily pad or whatever. How long were you here before watching, I got here? Because that was still the case when I got here. Like two minutes. Like I, I okay. you, you showed up right after me. Um. And uh, just not watching like 
an emotionally wrenching scene just watching Kiki like succeed. It was the blip. Yeah, watching yeah. her well, do she, the final she rescue. She connected with the old lady. Oh, I mean, gave her the cake. The old lady seems to be Ben's like trigger, the trigger point. Yeah. Oh no, he's crying. Can't look at you guys. He's and, actually crying again now. And then she had to save the day, and that was nice. She does save the day. She has to borrow Stop another broom. She has to believe in herself. And support you fully. Ben. I want for the listener at home as Ben started explaining this, he broke eye contact, so he didn't have to see us looking at him. He stared off into the middle distance his eyes are red and he's genuinely cry- he's like crying Kiki. still right now all right she's great it's hard living in the city on your own and i related to that all true she and made it she happen made her she figured it out on her own she made her own path okay that's hard she is a good kid. She figured it out. She's a good little witch. She's a good witch. A Miss witch. witch. I Miss love witches. Witch. I'm, look, I don't know how much of this comes from the book, but this is the masterstroke of this movie for me. That everyone who meets her is like, oh, a witch, good for you. <laughs> oh, you're, okay, yeah, no, we don't have one oh, of those gotcha. around here. Yeah, yeah, we've been looking for a witch. Because <laughs> there's that initial when she lands and she's like, I'm the witch for the town. And they're all like, what? And I'm like, oh, is, she, is this like anachronistic? She's right. come to a modern town and they're right. like, right. what's a witch? But it's then like pretty each quickly, town people gets one like, witch. Oh, 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 right, right, oh, right, right, Sorry. right, right, right. The broom, right? Yeah. I didn't put it together. Yeah, you're a witch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to like deliver this fucking mackerel pie? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought you said hitch. I was like, is someone gonna <laughs> Kevin James around the corner? Relationships in this town. <laughs> someone going kiki. on a hot date to Ellis Island? Yeah, cure for the common man. Remember when his first date is like, let's go to Ellis Island and reckon with your immigration ancestry? It's such a big swing. It's like swing. a fourth yeah. date. Yeah. A fourth date? That's like a tenth date. Yeah, That's like a we're married. Like, let's get coffee. Jesus That's Christ. Like, even if her relative wasn't a serial killer as <laughs> right. he was. Yeah. Right, right, That's right. a lot. The butcher, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a really <laughs> good comedic It's funny. It's that. very funny. So they called him the butcher. <laughs> is that before or after he smacks her in the face with his leg on the jet ski? I think it's after. I think it's, it's after, after. Because that's on the jet ski's on the way. Right. I mean, here's okay. It's a good all, premise that he can't. He's a good matchmaker, and he can't do his own say. fucking day. It's just, it's still funny. That's what makes it the single best film of the 2000s. Ooh, it does not hold up, guys. <laughs> I know it is a movie that uh, has some <laughs> problems when you watch it now. Really? Um, yeah. Well, also, do you remember how the trailer is like a lady slaps a woman, a man, in a, and he's like comes over, he's like, she's mad at you because you said like Diet Coke or whatever, and it's like get the fuck out of here. What is this? Seventeen magazine for like ninety two. <laughs> like, don't say diet to a lady; she'll think you mean she's fat. Does my butt look big in this? Remember when that was supposedly what like every every woman said to every man? Oh yeah. yeah. Does my butt look big in this? And people are like, people are talking about butts now. It's the nineties. Yeah. yeah, you can talk about it. <laughs> we can finally talk can about finally it. Finally talk about David's it. David's going on a rant about God knows what. <laughs> I like Will Smith. Me too. Love them. Hitch and butts. Yeah, hitch and butts. Hitch and butts. Well, this, of course, is a Blank Check. It's a podcast about hitch and butts. Filmmakers <laughs> who have massive success early on in their careers. With hitch and butts. And are given a series of blank checks to hitch whatever butts they want. And sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they get delivered via broomstick. Oh, okay. baby. Um, and yeah, there's a mini series on the films of Hayao Miyazaki. It's called Howl's Moving Podcastle. We talk about oh. Kiki's delivery service. And with us... Back for the second time. Kaboom. Here I am. Kaboom. Caroline Franklin. Hello. She's from Variety. I am. From Variety. I can't remember if you were Variety last time. I wasn't. You were, I was at Vox last time. For a very um, similar fi- film, I feel like. Showgirls? Yeah. Yeah, about we're moving to the vibe. big city. Yeah. 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 They're yeah, about yeah, yeah. just trying to make it. Innocence. <laughs> moving to a, a cruel world. Oh, no. It actually is. Ranching out on their own. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Comic-Con news for you. Okay. 
Halloween, two sequels, what? both directed by David Gordon Green and starring Jamie Lee Curtis. What? 2020, Halloween Kills. 2021, Halloween Ends. Because they've never tried to end this series before. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to That's never say, bitten them in the ass. Kind of felt like the last one ended. Uh, sure, when she burned him up in the old basement. Yeah, and it was like a complete uh, closure to uh, yeah, but then her there was emotional this definitive arc. moment where it, it began again when it made one bedillion dollars <laughs> in like one day. Yeah. When they were just like, it's called Halloween, fucking Michael Myers did it. And people were like, if I don't see this movie right fucking now, yeah. you know, like it made a gajillion dollars. I just think like, I, that's a sequel that I find depressing. Do you know what I'm saying? Halloween kills. Maybe he'll kill more podcasters. I, I would be into Pod that. Fade. Yeah. Remember when he killed, he just <laughs> massacred a podcast? Yeah. Podcast. They were like, what's a, we're here with Michael Myers. And he's just like, Poof. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that woman got nominated for best Frady Cat performance at the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> you Frady Cat. What, are yeah. you afraid of the big man yeah. who's trying to kill you? Yeah, she lost to Academy Award winner Sandra Bullock. Really? Yeah. In what? Oh, um, Bird Box. Yes. I, oh. I, I, along with our friend Esther Zuckerman. Matt Starr, who's a great uh, a comedian here in the city. I, I did like the MTV Movie Awards, like post show, live show, <laughs> web wrap up thing. So, right, you, you were up on the uh, Frady Cat Award and the best kiss. I think it's scared as hell now. They keep like adjusting the titles. See, I thought it was scared at, as shit at first. Yes, it was. And then now is it scared as hell? According or is to it, like, IMDb. Yeah, what is it? It is. It was scared um, as bleep for a while. Most frightened performance. Oh, and here are the five nominees. Okay. Here we go. Can I try to remember? Can I try to remember? Go ahead. Yep. Halloween, obviously. Halloween, the podcast lady. Right, the podcast lady. <laughs> Who got murdered in a fucking toilet. Right, okay. Sandra Bullock for Bird Box wins. Yes. Are the other three nominees... Uh, one TV, two movies. Right, one TV, two movies. Is one of them Scream Queens? No. Nope. This is this year. Is it a Ryan Murphy? No, it's not. And it's not Riverdale. No. It's not. No, it's it's like a true horror series is the one series. It's a true horror TV series. Yeah. Oh, Big Bang Theory. No. <laughs> Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> Jim Parsons stares at Kaylee Cuoco with dead eyes. He's terrified. <laughs> He's like, why are we friends? It's a true horror. Oh, Walking Dead? No. No. What? It's one of those things you forgot happened, even though it was the hottest shit for two weeks. Because this year has been 10 years long. Haunting Hill House. Yep. Correct. Okay. The Haunting That's of it. Hill House. Victoria Pedretti. Okay. And then two movies? Two movies. One of them, a fantastic movie. One that we love. That we love. We love. Oh, 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 of course. Alex Wolf for Hereditary, Correct. who should have won that category. That's the best scared as shit. I don't know. Bird Box had a Bird Box. It did have a box. Okay, and then the other one is it a franchise? No. Yes, it? it's a spinoff, I believe. Is it the Nun? No, but you're in the right direction. It's it's like, not Curse of La Llorona. La Curse of La Llorona. Llorona. Was it oh, Cardellini? Linda Cardellini oh, oh. for the Green Book. <laughs> the Curse of the Green Book. Yeah, she's the heart and soul of that movie. She is the heart and soul of the Curse of La Llorona. <laughs> The Curse of La Llorona made a ton of money too. People will fucking see anything. Uh, Conjuring is except the most... for uh, comedy. Yes, uh, or other films. <laughs> uh, uh, Conjuring is the most successful horror franchise of all time. Right, right. 
And La Lorona is kind of like cousins. La Lorona. It's like not not connected. Isn't it like a spinoff of the Nun or something? It's sort of like right. It's become so disparate. Yeah, this whole... it's like a li- it like kind of touches it a little bit. Yeah, kind of touches the Nun. Yeah, it kind of touches, <laughs> touches the, the nun. nun. She's like, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm a fucked up Nun. Yeah. What if the Nun is Robert De Niro? <laughs> shouldn't have fucking. I'll, I'll curse you. I can't wait for. I the... know La Lorona. <laughs> I can't wait for the Nun creation. Yeah, the and then nun, nun comes home. Yeah, the nun comes home. The nun yeah. plays Ouija. <laughs> what if we just start intersecting them all? You know what I mean? Paranormal activity, Ouija. Don't you think that's what's gonna happen? Ouija? Though, like all these other rebooted franchises are like underperforming. They're just gonna be like, "Fuck, we have to make one mega franchise, right, like that an can Avengers, compete with Marvel." Right, right. It's like the Conjuring universe is investigated by the Men in Black. Sounds great. Right, right. And the Legos are there. <laughs> and Wreck-It Ralph is there, too. Yeah, right. he's Perfect. got a racket. Yeah, right. <laughs> fucking Vigo's there from Green Book. Hey, it's fucking La Llorona. <laughs> Look, I could drive you, well, but you better not curse me. What would you do if, like, tomorrow <laughs> they announce a Green Book sequel? It'd be great. I'd be so fucking excited. But it's him driving too. someone else. Now he's driving, like, a Japanese guy, and you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, what's he going to say? <laughs> MTV Movie Awards would have to bring back the best sandwich in a movie category. Which best they, sandwich in a movie? They had it was once. Was Spanglish nominated? It was in 96, and that's oh, the only it. year they had it. Fuck. Okay, wait. How I many nominees were there? I don't. I have to find the actual nominees. All right, I'm finding them. The a... retired categories of the MTV Movie Awards are incredible. Says that the, the show used to be fun. I, I can know. say this I had now. to review it this year. That was I, impossible. I I've never felt older in my do life. Do this thing where they were no like, idea. hey, what's, what was your favorite moment from the show? And I couldn't name any. There were three sandwiches nominated. Let's do okay, it. 96. And here's the real fucking curveball. Yeah. The not... winner is a movie your dad produced. No shit. Oh, fuck. Is the winner... Smoke? Ham and yes. cheese from Smoke. <laughs> wow. Your dad produced that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I told him that and he put it on his resume. That like, he won has, the MTV has been not, Best Sandwich? Won, his films have won one MTV Movie Award. Wow, 96 has some good categories. Won. Smoke beat out the Turkey Club from Four Rooms and the Sub from uh, GoldenEye. Wow. Which is, which is one of sub the best James tomatoes Bond and jokes. Provolone. It's yeah. when, uh, uh, you know, he's like, and what's this? And Q's like, that's my lunch. And it's a great joke. <laughs> You know, what does this fucking explode and turn me oh, invisible? That's, that's my the, lunch. It's just a regular sandwich. It's just a sandwich. That's Do you fun. remember when? And then it's just funny to think about Q being like, can't wait to eat that sub. <laughs> I'm like a nice old English man in a cardigan. And like, ah. It doesn't feel like what he would pack. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's good because he can grab. He can go, that's my lunch. David's doing the grab for the listener at home. It's great. He's killing the grab. He's doing it. It's a really perfectly. good physical comedy. Space work. Uh, do what do they call sandwiches in the UK? You know how like every like regional names? Like like subs, Sandies. grinders. Grandpa might know because she's pretty worldly. She's the only oh, person yeah, in this yeah. room she lived who might in have a reference. I did. Okay, so as the only person in this room who has ever lived <laughs> right, in England. Right. Do they have like a regional sort of well, name? Can I talk about this? What's that? What one, would you have to say? One, I grew up in England. What? Whoa! You've never... All this time we've been friends? You've never mentioned... Oh, shut the <laughs> <up>. <laughs> We're doing two episodes today, so I can't believe I'm going to do this shit twice. <laughs> um, For one, the sandwich is named after... The place sandwich in England. There's a place called Sandwich. The Earl of Sandwich. The Earl of Sandwich was supposedly like so addicted to gambling that he was like, I need one a thing that I can hold in one hand. Yeah. And someone was like, I don't know, put his meat in a bread and wrap it. And he lived in the airport, which is why they dedicated (laughs) one kiosk per airport to him, the Earl of Sandwich. (laughs) Um but my favorite English word for sandwich. 
uh-huh. is um is butty. Ooh. Yes. Uh, B-U-T-T-Y, which especially in the north is like, you know, like a bacon buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Which is basically like a little roll with one thing in it. Gotcha. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, let me ask you as a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why is it called a buddy? <laughs> yeah. It's a great question. Like, what's the etymology yeah. of butty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A butty. It's usually like, you know, origin, 8th century, weird peasants. Yeah. You know, really, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's an old fucking country. <laughs> like, people really, used to talk really well. You know what, though? Can I make a guess? Not for this, not for this. Can I make a guess? I just found out. Is it because they're using, like, the the ingredients from the butt of the thing? Like, the ends no, of the bread that, or the butt that, of the meat that's or that's a fair that's guess, but no, apparently it's from the word butter. Like, because uh, butter is such butter a classic and a ingredient thing. in a yeah. Butter and bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I usually prefer not to like dig deeper into British food because most of it is, mm-hmm. you do here, not want to know. Here are yeah. some other English yeah. words for sandwich. Bap, which is like a big roll, yeah. but also is a very coarse way to say um, breast. Oh. Get your baps out. Ugh. I agree. I said coarse. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, a sarni, Have which is like a sandwich you get at the beach. Joke in a fucking movie where a guy's like, get "Hey, your get your baps out," and then she raises two sandwiches from out of frame. Yeah. Have That's... you ever seen like a Carry On movie? Like they're all like. That. I haven't seen those. Yeah, there's we a should... lot of them. What if we did Carry On as a franchise? It's like, for it's like forty movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause it's just like right. they're at the beach now. Right. Carry On the DMV. <laughs> Pretty much. Carry On the accountant's office. Um, yeah. But I always like the bacon buddy. Sometimes you can get a chip okay. buddy, which is literally just a French fry sandwich. Pretty mm. great. Pretty I great. Mean, that sounds pretty cool. Pretty great. Anyway, you grew up in England. I did. A I mean, not bit. as much as a you. Bit. I know. It was what, like, what was your chunk? What were your years? Who were your years? Uh, I mean, it was only like three years, but it was like basically. She, she did a jazz set in England. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, what years? Come on, come on, come uh, on. Oh, this is true. I moved there the week that Princess Diana died. 97. And I remember wow. that because we lived like near ish Kensington in, Palace in, right, and like just watched yeah, everyone lose their You were like, wow, this country's really sad. I remember. Have I told this story on the You know, my mom was a reporter who covered. You know, if something happened in England, she was uh-huh. on it. And I remember the day Diana died, she, she, well, she went to Paris. And then, like, you know, the day they opened the memorial yeah. thing where they just, they just put out a book outside Kensington Palace. And it's like, you know, and people were piling up the flowers and there was a book. And it was like, just sign the book if you want to give your condolences. Yeah. And so my mom goes to check it out. And there was a line that was like eight hours long. Mm-hmm. And she, like, went to the back of the line and she was like, you know, it's like, you have to wait all day to, like, sign a book. And they were like, yeah, 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 totally. And she came home and she was like, this is like going to be the biggest deal in the world. Like, I don't think anyone understands how yeah. much this is hitting people. I remember we went and put like flowers at the gate sure. sort of thing. Yeah. And there was this gold balloon. And I remember because every time we saw it on the news after that, the gold balloon was like further and further away because the cameras could not get any right. closer right. because there were so many flowers. Anyway, that's when you moved. That's when I moved to England. Yeah, I was nine. Sure. Wow. And I left when I was 12. So it's like I when I left, I was like this cute kid. I was kind of a jerk, but like I could be because I was a cute kid. And then I went to England and puberty just happened all over everywhere. It was just I came back with like my mom had cut off all my hair. I had my glasses. Weird move. I will. (laughs) All your hair. It was a lot of hair. (laughs) It was. She was sick of doing it. I don't. I well, no, I do blame her. I've never forgven her. She knows this. I also feel I'll like say that on mic. I don't care. The exact point in time when you want to really shake things up, big reset, move across the country, mm-hmm. right when you turn thirteen. Exactly. So then I when I I very moved, calm time. I moved to, from New Jersey and then back to New Jersey. Wow. When I came back, I just looked like not. They were like, you can't pull that like cute bratty shit anymore. Really? No. I fell way down on the social order when I came back. They were like, mm, this is not the same person. Also, three years. I mean, it's like, 
it's just long enough to get used to it, just long enough to get like a right. hint of an accent. Yeah. And then like if I had stayed one more year, I think I would have like taken the common entrance exam, which is kind of like their SATs where you then go to like secondary to school. school. And then I might have just like gone to boarding school and had like David's oh, life, you know. Well, I didn't go to boarding school. You didn't go to boarding school? No. All my, you know, posh little friends went to boarding school. It wasn't that posh. Uh, oh, he says as he uh, swings swinging. his headphone cable. Look at him swinging around like he's some fucking constable. Just a little, no. little my mom, tosser. My mom, my parents, <laughs> I should say. My parents refused to put swinging me. Swinging around like a baton. It's they a wouldn't put you cable. in boarding school? My, no, well, no. They were never going to put me in boarding I think school, my mom would have been like, yeah, you should, you should go to boarding school. And I would have been the one no, to be like, That's mm. terrible. That fucks people She up went to boarding school. And it did fuck her up. Fuck and she was still like, yeah, Every English school, person though. I knew, you know, whose it parents had been to boarding school, if you even brought it up, they'd be like, i have such horror stories. Like, it's such a thing. But um, no, I was not allowed to go to the American school, which does exist in London, yes. which is like trying to be like an American high school experience. Yeah, so yeah. you can speak English. <laughs> <laughs> is it bilingual or do they only speak English? You're like, hello. And they're like, huh? Like, hey, guys. And they're like, oh, hi. How you doing, man? Yeah. Howdy. What's up? <laughs> yeah, better not ask anyone for a buddy over there. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they were like, look, you're in England. You might as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the know, same thing. She keep got, it real. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I went to the school where you got like the little uniforms at Harrods. Did you have a hat? Oh, I had two hats, one for summer, one for winter. The winter one was like a naughty hat. elf hat. Oh, like sure. we looked like little naughties. And then the summer one was like a Madeline straw boater that's like flat on top and super uncomfortable. My mom loved those boaters. There was a hat we still, as part of the We still if have a kid them. wearing a hat in their uniform, you're like, that is the, the upper crust. <laughs> those wow. are the fancy schools. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I had to wear a blazer. Just a black blazer. I mean blazer standard. They just yeah. gave us sacks <laughs> in Jersey. Yeah. And the meat was still in them. You had to eat your way through. <laughs> they were like, your lunch is in there. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Are you guys Where's... doing like a potato sack race or something? <laughs> no. Chemistry. You earned your sack. <laughs> Every day you just walk to school naked and then they give you your sack. That's what Jersey's like. Right? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> <It's> a... <sighs> what a good time. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs> Kiki's delivery. Kiki's service. delivery. It's service. a goofy Friday on blank check. Highest grossing film of Japan that year. Mm. Really? And he's coming off of Totoro, which is like this cultural sensation. Yes. And which Totoro's been elected which had prime been minister. Big, but then grown. Right. Like it's not like Totoro just was an instant hit. It was like a hit that then became a big deal. Right. So for this, it's like now everyone is like. Miyazaki, right. he is for real. He yeah. is the the king of animation. And this is a very crowd pleasing movie. I mean, this is just a movie that is very very nice. Oh, you think this movie's lovable? Yeah. You think this one's whimsical and charming? <laughs> yeah. Kiki's delivery service. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Keep yeah. Crying. Yeah. Just like, yes. Uh, kind of. I'll tell you what Kiki delivered to me. A great time. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Head in hands situation across the yeah. table from us. Um, Kiki certainly delivers the laughs. I'm Gene Shalit. I thought I saw Gene Shalit on the bus the other day because I saw a man who was stark white, <laughs> like totally white, white. You mean white skin or hair, white hair? Okay. and mustache? Okay, but it kind of looked like the Gene Shalit. Like mm. he had that sort of mustache, and the hair looked like it could be like how Gene Shalit was combing over his hair now if he was trying to replicate the hairstyle. And he was dressed very, very loudly. I mean, that also feels like a classic New York book bus that experience. Was so it's kind of like... Is I was just... like, I haven't seen him on our screens in like 10 years. He might look like this now. Or also, Gene Shalit's a product of New York. He's not the only Gene Shalit. <laughs> there are a lot of them out there. Um, so... 
I think it wasn't him, but I was like really staring him down. In 1985, yeah. a book is published. Okay. Kiki's Delivery Service. A novel. By right? Eiko Kendono, yes. It's not a manga, it's no. a novel. Children's fantasy novel okay. about a young witch whose mother is a witch, her dad's just a regular old guy, just like in most Miyazaki movies, the dad's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's know. a nice guy with glasses, yeah, he's got sleeves glasses. pushed up. He's never fucking it's heard of fucking fly. muggle. Miyazaki yeah, some, dads are hot. They are hot. No, well, 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 all right. You already talked talk about, about the hot dads Miyazaki? No, but like, they're good. They're good. Let's You're get right. into it. Miyazaki dad sidebar. Yeah. Miyazaki dad sidebar. They tend to be goofuses, and I guess- uh, I watched Totoro for the first time this yeah, week, and I was like, that's a hot dad. That's a hot dad. That's a hot dad. Did you like Totoro? I really did. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I mean, it's just so nice. It's too bad that anyone who listens to our episode about it uh, will never like it again or anything again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. What did you on. do? No, right. You edited it to make it's it also, good. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. It's pod fade. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking pod It's fade. unavoidable. I love how we're making fun of a thing that will totally be forgotten by the, like, in the month, you know, since. Well, by the time this episode comes yeah. out, we'll be dealing with pod fade fade. Pod fade fade. The fade, notion pod of pod fade, fade will have faded. <laughs> um. So she's got a cat called Gigi. Mm-hmm. It's a whole uh book, and it's nice. And they fucking buy the rights to it. Um, it's like it, Japan's answer to Sabrina. Yeah, Ghibli basically buys it and is like Miyazaki or Takahata, the two directors we yep. got. One of them will do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of both of them were busy, mm-hmm. and so initially Miyazaki's like, "I'll produce it, but find a different director." Yeah, and then he wraps up on Totoro, and he's like, "You know what?" kind of like this. I want to do this. He was getting hands on with the script and with story right. development. Yeah, he's and like, right. Yeah, yeah. I got some ideas yeah. about, you know, being a woman, being <laughs> a young woman in Japan. I want to put my experiences into this first. Um, yeah. Right. But, any other <laughs> context? That was the end. You usually have your leather bound volume oh, you of Miyazaki the, interviews. Take it. The starting point. So I got, this is David Reed's from the book that he bought about Hayao Miyazaki. With the glowing crest, with the line Here is an there. interview he gave uh, in 1989 about Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. The starting point was wanting to make a film about a girl in adolescence. Mm. She would be an ordinary girl who comes to Tokyo from the countryside. I wanted to depict these kinds of situations faced by such girls in our current society. This is a fictional story set in a fictional land where witches live, but, you know, he wanted it to be like, this is what's happening now. Mm-hmm. It's like we've got this country-city divide, and these people are moving into Tokyo, and they're yeah. like, I don't know how to fucking hack this. This is like such a big, scary city. And I love that uh, the witch thing isn't a metaphor for any form of bigotry. Oh, totally. My God. It's a metaphor for... I think it's a metaphor for... Talent. Right, right. It's I mean, whatever your thing is. It's not a metaphor for any sort of otherness. Right. It's whatever you got to figure out how to do best in your life. Your art, your craft, or your career, or whatever the thing is. I mean, I don't know. At one point, she does say, like, I just want people to see me as I am. Here, Here's a... Sure. I mean, I feel like we all feel that way. Do you know what I'm saying? She's not like. I just feel like witches always kind of have like that underlying sort of like half fear, half like intrigue thing. That's true. I just, I was so astounded by the fact. It's not as heavy. Yeah, that no one in this movie ever goes like, a witch. A witch. Cast her out. No, they're mostly just like a little startled. They're like, oh. Shit, a witch. Yeah, yeah, or the girls are kind of like, oh, you're a witch. Like, how how quaint. Oh, I mean, the teens are mean to her. Yeah, the teens are kind of mean. Here's something else he says. Mm-hmm. Kiki goes into a slump when she finds out she can't fly, which happens late in the movie. She'll be depressed about other things in the future as well. She may become sad, but she will climb out of that feeling. That's how I wanted to end the film. I didn't want her to have a happy ending with her business becoming a success or her becoming the town's sweetheart. I wanted her to give I wanted to give the sense that she will repeatedly become dejected, but then regain her vitality. So he sort of ends it with like, look, it's gonna be ups and downs. 
I mean, this is the thing I'm really getting into with Miyazaki. Yeah. This guy's so good at uh, uh, making movies that are just about inside conflict. Yes. Where right, the outside right. conflict is not really a thing. Like, right. this movie will have, like, oh, this scene, she's struggling to find the cat toy that she dropped. Right. You know? Good scene. But, like, there isn't an overarching outside conflict. It's just, like, this girl needs to figure it out. Um, absolutely. She's and just figuring out her place in this world. I also feel like so many Miyazaki movies, not Totoro, not, not yet. This is probably the first one. Because the previous ones have all been more fantastic. Mm -hmm. And this, even though she's a witch who flies, yeah. is more grounded. But a lot of Miyazaki stories are like, look, you got to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta you're going to learn yeah. through working. Get a job. Get a job. Miyazaki. As we all know, yeah. Miyazaki is a member of Sean and He is, of course, a member of Sean and <laughs> You're at a job. Uh, because, like, you know, so much of the pleasure and the, you know, sort of, like, emotional truth mm -hmm. Kiki arrives at is through fucking rolling up her sleeves and doing something. Right, sure. like she gets a couple lucky breaks when she meets the wonderful bakery owner, but then the she's... The wonderful bakery owner is good, but she does have to earn her keep. She has to earn her keep, she has to clean up that attic. And like when she she's... She has to eat pancakes You know, when she's got the while. flam flam with um the, the cat statue, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like the girl's yeah, yeah. like, well, if you clean my floor, I'll help you out. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, I'm just gonna help you out because you seem like a nice yes. lady. Right. You know, you cut to Kiki's on the floor scrubbing. Yeah. She got to scrub that floor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we spirited away, obviously, like has a score floor scrubbing set piece. Like he likes floor scrubbing. He likes work. But there's also like, she's so willing to do that. And she's also like, well, I can't just take, I can't do work for nothing. I have to help. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like right. I remember when she, when she does find the cat toy in the window, I was like, just take it and run. Just go. You found right. it. And you she's found like, it. excuse it me. That's mine. I know you think it's yours. It's not. Like, she doesn't have to. Like, I would have just run away. Yeah. I'm not um, as nice. And but and then Miyazaki's thing is like when she's running into like the more spoiled rich girl who like takes the Ugh. pie and is like, I don't want this pie. You know, Ugh, like my grandma with her fucking pies. Here's Miyazaki's take. Okay. This kind of thing happens all the time in real life. It might have been shocking for Kiki to hear. It might hurt her deeply. But there are many things in this world we just have to bear. Yeah. You know, where he's like, I'm not trying to say a lesson about rich kids. Right. I'm just being like, yeah, man. You know, Shit. sometimes you'll work hard and they'll be like, fuck that. Yeah, you know, like, and you'll so be like, bad. okay, yeah. I guess that was my day. <laughs> like, oh, I when the grandma was like, oh, it's my famous pie. herring and pumpkin pie. Yeah. My first reaction was, ooh, yeah. I don't know. It looks really gross. Yeah, I mean, that gnarly. response is bad. I know. The response I'm, is so bad that I felt bad. I want that pie. Really? Give me that pie. I mean, I guess if you treat the pumpkin more like a squash and it's not like a sweet pumpkin. Yeah. I mean, there's a thing. There's a restaurant in uh, Boston. Uh that I like that makes like it's an Afghanistan restaurant. I didn't Afghan know you grew up in Boston. That accent. <laughs> How do you like those apples? Yeah. Um, them apples. Them apples, yeah. please. Um, that makes like a pumpkin and beef dish. Mm. That when you hear it, you're like, oh, what? And then you taste it, and you're like, hmm, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. Like, what the fuck? I love this. So. Uh, also, the grandma did like a very like British bake show thing where it's like there's a fish on top. Yes. Say, oh, they, I know the sculpted fish. When they cut Showstopper. It. Yeah. I that and like the kiki so, bread it's circle. So gross. <laughs> Griffin's just like, I no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're you're trying to remind us that there's a fish inside. It's a. It might be like kind of a warning where yeah. it's like looks like a pie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So skull and crossbones <laughs> at the top of the pie. Yeah. Would you actually rather not know and then be surprised with fish? I would rather. Here's my thing. We were talking about this uh, before we recorded. Uh, that's weird that I don't like uh, the taste of iced coffee at all. 
Yeah, and I barely like iced tea. You've got a lot of your sort of like you know, little hangups with food. I got, that's, a, that's a surprise. I got a bazillion hangups, but a lot of them are I'm a little bit binary about like, this is how this thing is. You know? Sure. Like, don't put savory stuff in the sweet stuff. I might point out, though, that you like raspberry coffee. I like so many weird fucking things. Sure, sure, sure. That don't make sense with my food hangups. Right. I'm saying, like, if I get a meat dish and then there are raisins on it, I'm like, I like raisins. Oh, I'm with you on this one. I like meat. Don't I put mean, raisins in your meat. I mean, you can't bring up raisins. as like, that's, I don't no know. one's going to say have yes to ever, that. Have you ever had a Moroccan raisins, lamb but... stew with golden raisins in it? It is pretty lit. Yeah, yes. once yes. in a while, if someone wants to throw a raisin in. I got some meat my with thing. raisins the other day, and I didn't, I was unhappy. You got meat and raisins? Yeah. Well, why'd you go to Jimmy's Meat and Raisin Shop? <laughs> that was my mistake. You gotta stop going there. I'll have the uh, the number one. Oh, you want the uh, meat and raisins? <laughs> meat and raisins? And you're like, no. can I hold the raisins? And he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like that kind of thing where it's like, we all know fish. Sure. Yeah. Don't Familiar. usually hang out in a pie. <laughs> you know what they do? The UK. So it's not like if they didn't sculpt a fish on top of the pie, I would forget the fish was in it. Right. But I also don't need you to underline it a bunch of times. Because if I'm going to enjoy this, I'm going to be like, you know what? Fish Crazy. and pie right. taste surprisingly different than I expected. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just taking a bite the of a your thing. Beef and squat, like, I kind of want like whatever you mommy sensation of just like, this yeah. is like greater the, sure. the sum of the parts. But you're saying that you would reject that pie. You would you would break that that I, grandma's heart. I well, no, I I Griffin, wouldn't just smash carefully. it. Okay, here's my answer. I would not act like this fucking Brad. Okay. I would go like, oh, thank you so much. I'd close the door and then I throw it out. Sure. sure. I wouldn't stand or there. Or you'd go be like, like fish pie going once. I don't want it. Like you know, once you close the door. Ugh, right. He's so Good, yeah. sad about it. Well, I think I wouldn't do so... it to Kiki's face. I think face. that that's moment is tremendous because it's not Kiki that's being rejected. No, it's the grandma. Yeah. But Kiki just had this whole day with this woman. She knows now, how hard Kiki's she like, works for it. like, that's a complete it. person. Yeah. I helped her. That's a complete We discovered person. the sort of, you know, that the, like she likes the old oven better. Kiki we worked hard. Humanity. I, and Kiki's like, and then I dragged this fucking thing over in the rain. And the girl's like, yeah, no, thank you. She's got sweat equity in that pie. Exactly. Right. But it's not like, it, I feel like it would just be easier and more manipulative if like Kiki had made the pie mm -hmm. and the girl's like, I don't want right. your pie. Right. Then it's like the girl's just being mean to Kiki. It's just this moment where she realizes that people the girl's can be really even careless thinking about, about people's feelings. No. Kiki's just like a UPS delivery person. Right. Standard like, run-of-the-mill delivery witch. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, what was the thing I was going to say? Oh, I also love that um, when she uh, gets sick and stands up uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name already? Tombo. 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 I was going to say Jumbo. Tintin Waldo. Yep. And she stands up uh, Tombo and you're like, oh, this is going to be one of those things where he's so angry at her and she right. can't explain and she's hiding and she doesn't want to face him. Right. And, and so then, he's like, you were sick. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, I, sick. yeah. Sorry, you got sick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You're, uh, I was told by the nice baker lady. Right. Uh, I wish you had told me directly, but it's fine. I understand. Everyone gets sick. He doesn't even say that. He's just like, yeah, you were sick. Yeah. Too bad. I, I found out. I heard. Right. I heard you were sick. Yeah, I had to wait for like 10 sense. minutes for it. Yeah, like, I'm sorry you got wet or something. There's something very cute. I just yeah. love that there's no fucking fight over that. Well, and I also love that like, okay, so Kiki. All right. This is a movie about Kiki. That she's she a witch. feels the shame and she's like, I'm going to get yelled at in the movie. It's like, no, it's fine. He's not a monster. Right. Jesus. It's a you misunderstanding. Know. Yeah. You know, whereas like in some movies, it's like, you know, a misunderstanding leads to Scar assuming kingship. Yeah. Where he's like, geez, Simba, when you think about it, you kind of killed your dad. And Simba, rather than being like, 
Well, I, wait a second. No, I didn't. He What? What are you talking about? He's like, you're right. I did. I got to go. Which movie is that you're talking the about? The Lion King. Oh, okay. The Lion King. Okay. King of Lions? It's King. He's a lion. He's a lion. King lion. Oh. Uh, no. Kiki, mm-hmm. she's 13 years old. She yeah. lives with her parents, mm-hmm. as many a 13-year-old does. Yep. But she's a witch. When you're 13, you got to hop on your fucking broomstick. Get your fucking shine box <laughs> and uh, go to a town that's witchless. That's yeah. Find every the nearest town, witchless right. town. This is what I want to know from the book. Like, do they ever explain why every town gets one witch? Like one which is you need. That's so much pressure. Yeah, for one witch. It's weird. It's like a witch like bat mitzvah. Like at 13, you then have to like rumspringa, but also go on like yes. a church mission. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of find... a mix of like you got to grow up, but also you got to kind of learn your trade. Right. 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 Yeah. You got to live in the real world. When experiment. she gets there, she's yeah. like, is there a witch here? They're like, no. She's like, chill. I'm your witch now. <laughs> cool. She's like, Great. There is now. Put yeah. up put up a notice. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like, uh, so and, and like wish- you get the impression that her mom is kind of like a potions witch. That's right. Like, they all have skills. It. You know, like potions yeah. is kind of yeah. her major. Because I you love know? when they introduced the mom visually, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Her mom's like a chemist in the movie. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, no. She's, she's a, a witch, witch yeah. doing potions. Oh, my God, though. That garden lab, like oh, greenhouse yeah. thing. Yeah. Can we talk about the houses in this movie? Sure. They're beautiful. Like, every house is so specific. The production design is so good. Where does this film take place? Well, we're Um, talking about that. You know, a fantasy world. um, It feels very French. I also thought it felt very San Francisco. I kept, like, accidentally just assuming it was San Francisco with the trolley cars. No. I don't know. I definitely went to France. I know it's not literally that. They went on a trip, uh, Miyazaki and his his senior staff. Okay. They like went on a trip around to sort of like look at towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they settled on like Stockholm and other Swedish cities was okay. like their main visual inspiration. Uh, and uh, then they kind of just like tweak it as they see fit. You know what I mean? And, okay. like, of course it's Miyazaki. So there's also like a Zeppelin. Yeah. And she called the <laughs> island like a town floating on the water. Um, but it's like a big city. Yeah. Like yeah. she's like, I found a town and I'm like, Kiki, this ain't no town. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're just gonna be making this place has like multiple time. schools. Like crying. I'm still kids. crying. Stop. No, I appreciate it. I told oh. David, I was like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna cry on this podcast, but now I feel like Ben's doing it for me and I'm really grateful. What a sweet boy. In the book, it's the book is simpler, and in the uh-huh. book, like her broomstick breaks so she can't fly, so she has to fix the broomstick. Okay. okay. And that Miyazaki is like, no, it needs to be more just like she emotionally loses the ability to access her flight. You know right. what I mean? Like she has to like just sort of be brought down and then figure it back well, out. Well, this whole like weird kind of like Polar Express thing too, where like she stops being able to hear the cat. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's, can't it's just talk sort of about like, that one without. I don't know what that. What's the Polar Express though? The Polar Express, the whole thing is that like there's the bell, and when you get older, you oh, stop you, being like, able to hear, hear the bell. bell. Right. You know what I also like the about the adults think the bell is broken. Right. Until uh, a kid hears it. And they realize, oh, I've now grown up too much. Yeah, yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say um, what I like about, even though she says that her skill is flying and that she like always knew how to fly and everything, mm-hmm. she's not incredible at it in no. the beginning. Like no. she's like crashing into the trees and they're like, oh, I'm going to miss the sound of those bells because she's always crashing into those trees. And then, you know, she has her flight and it's beautiful, but she's still like, she's still kind of figuring it out. Because I also a, love that. She's not a great flyer. Because no. they're like, oh, are you sure you don't want to wait a month? You were going to wait a month. Right. And she's like, no, I'm ready. I'm doing right. this. I'm she does going. it a little bit before she, like, a little yeah. bit before she's ready. Right. She has a really funny line in that where she's like, well, what if I meet a boy in the next month and then I like, hey. I, I don't go. That could happen. Oh my God. My Get mom used to down. tell me that all the time. She was like, when I said I wanted to go to LA, she's like, you got to go now. You got to go. 
before, in, in case you fall in love. Yeah, mm. it was weird. She told me that, and this HR person I like talked to about like the business in LA. She's like, you gotta go before you meet a guy. I was like, that's a weird thing to tell me. I just met you. <laughs> but it is like a thing. Anyway, I just love that she's not awesome at it. And I also love, oh my God, the opening sequence when she's flying. Yeah. It's so pretty. I'm just like clawing at my face right now. And she's flying over like their cool towns. They're kind of neon, you know. She meets the other witch who's kind of like, um, this is kind of my area. Oh, that cool witch with like her cool like hair and her like jangly earrings. And she's got like a really stuck up cat and Gigi's like, fuck that cat. Relax. You know what I mean? (laughs) Gigi rules, by the way. Oh, yes. Gigi's good. Yeah. The cat. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. I feel like a good girl, and then but then Phil Hartman. That's the yeah. Which yeah. which versions did you guys watch for this one? I watched, uh, I watched the dub always. I watched. I mean it. the subs. Yeah, Sorry. I watch the subs, but I always, especially when it's like interesting people like that, you perversely so you click over. Yeah, flip yeah. yeah. Over I mean, the first times. time I saw it, it was the dub because right. I saw it at like a substitute teacher would basically like yeah. wheeled in the TV and was like, "Here we go." We were saying like, even though uh, 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 Totoro had had like a massive success, and then after this, like. Mononoke gets released by Miramax. Uh, this one was just released on VHS by Disney 10 years later with Phil Hartman and Kirsten Dunst. It's the last Phil Kiki Hartman Dunst? things released. Nope. It's a small soldiers reunion. Right. Um, but it, but yeah, it was like it took 10 years to get any form of distribution in the U.S. Right. Uh, never played in theaters here. Uh, only came to VHS like 10 years later. And Siskel and Ebert, this was the first time they reviewed a straight-to-VHS movie as a proper movie. Right. Was it two thumbs up? They gave it two thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Because they would have their little VHS corner that, like, wasn't reviews. It would be like, here are some things that just came out that we reviewed eight months ago, or here are some things that came straight to VHS and we're just telling you they exist. And they gave it a proper review that was validating it as, like, I, I don't know why this isn't getting treated better, but this is a real movie. Um, That's yeah. 10 years old. It's funny. It's yeah. funny that they, this, I mean, this comes out the same year as The Little Mermaid. I pointed that out on Totoro. Right. You know, not in the same countries, but like they, you know, Japan has this and yeah. America has the little mermaid in the same year. And like, this is a movie about womanhood yeah. and growing up and like discovering yourself. And so is the little mermaid, but in the little mermaid, it's like, I'm in love with that guy I've never met. And I will give up my voice yeah. <laughs> to marry him before we even have a fucking conversation. But it's also interesting. I like, love the little mermaid, but it is, you know, it's a wild movie. The, the Disney VHS released it really, really well. But you're saying this comes out the same year as Little Mermaid, which is the beginning of the Disney Renaissance. Yes. And then Disney releases this in 1998, which is the almost end. the end of the Disney Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. People, if they are charitable, include Tarzan. Yeah, I know. And they go like, <laughs> that's the last. I know they do. Right. They should not. It's very charitable. It's very charitable. Don't do that. Right. Stop that. Does, is there, what is 98? What movie is 98? Because Mulan's. Hercules? 97. It's not Mulan? Mulan is 98. Maybe Mulan is 98, 98. and yeah. Hercules is 97. Hercules is 97. Okay. Mulan is 98 and Tarzan is 99. Gotcha. And then in 2000, we have The Empress New Groove, which is so good, but it's kind of outside all of it. Yeah. And then in 2002, you have Lilo and Stitch, and those are the two best Disney films of the last 30 years. But yes, as you noted, the cat in the Japanese version Mm -hmm. is voiced by a woman, which is typical for Japanese depictions of talking cats and is like basically like, Kiki, uh, 
take it easy. Hey, Kiki, watch out. You don't want to do that. Like, very conscientious, very kind of cautious. Not very, a good character, good friend, not very, like, comic relief. Right, whereas it- She has a film, couple, like, good lines. Yeah, she's got some reposts. Yeah. yeah, yes. Totally. But, you know, but in the American version, it's like Phil Hartman as, like, Salem from Sabrina. Exactly. Like, wise It's such a different vibe. And, right. And they, now, I think on the, on the Blu-ray, their DVD, they've uh, cut a lot of these out. Oh, really? But at the time, uh, Disney added extra Phil Hartman jokes even when- yeah. Yes, when the uh, cat's mouth is not moving. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, so now I think they've been reduced. Yeah. Um, but look, I mean, the casting doesn't make sense because we all know that all cats are girls and all dogs are boys. <laughs> but science. Oh, we know that. um, That's how God wants what it. What about Salem? Salem Saberhagen from Sabrina. Great character. Yeah, but that shows a fantasy. Gender. It's is not a real. Construct. It's a TV show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just want to bring up Salem. Look, Come on, Salem, he was so funny. He'd Frank, be like, uh, I don't think so. I like when he would read the newspaper. <laughs> he had little glasses. Yeah. <laughs> How's he turning the pages? I don't know, but I want to know. Framke, I agree with you. Gender is a construct. I'm obviously just joking, but also all dogs are boys and all cats are girls, and I'm not going to back down on this issue. All dogs go to heaven, all cats go to... I have science to back cool. it up. Here, I'm sorry, yeah. Ben. Oh my God, his face when I just said I that. I want to talk. I have a cat. I want to talk. She some goes more. to heaven too. Yes, she does. She goes right to heaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, when, I was just, in, it was in a due joke. time. It was, it was joking. Her, do you her know? name is Pig, and she's nice. That's was, good. Yeah. That's good. I'm gonna talk. So I'm gonna give you some more Miyazaki. Okay. I love it. I want to make Ben cry again. Let's okay. do it. Um, the old lady who bakes Kiki a cake oh, is God. a nice acquaintance. Okay, Ben's already crying. <laughs> but listen, listen. But what gives Kiki more pleasure it's is the first person. Hold back the tears. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm listening. What gives Kiki more pleasure is the first person who visits her room as a friend, not a landlord. That's like when her home becomes real in Miyazaki's eyes. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like when you move yeah. to the big city and you make that first friend, right, 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 and you have them over. Ursula and you're like excited to like show them your stuff, right? You know, me you set things up. He's talking about Ursula, you know, the cool artist girl. Yeah, she's uh, so cool. She Ursula. understands Kiki's anguish in an affirming way. Mm. I think these aspects are much more valuable to Kiki than whether her business will succeed. This is the same for the animators around me. They go around, they go out drinking late at night, and they say, "Maybe I should call it quits. Maybe I should go back to my hometown and give up." They, too, are searching for a place of refuge and trying out different ways of living. But it's not easy for them to regain their vitality. They repeat their feelings. Things don't work out. They can't work out. We can't help but think this is a disappointment in our path in life. Those reading the book will go on a similar path. But people often turn out to be helpful when we get to know them. Hey, that's the theme of the film. <laughs> okay, so now Miyazaki I, is a genius. I'm getting misty-eyed, too, because now I'm thinking about the fact that Miyazaki made this movie to make his employees feel better. <laughs> it's just one of those things. They go out like, drinking and they get you sad. You hear about <laughs> what a taskmaster he is and how yeah. intense it is to work for him and like the Ghibli animators like work their fingers to the bone. He's a and all. very deeply emotionally intelligent person. Exactly. When you hear him talking like that, you're like, if I worked for him, I would be obsessed with him. Like yeah. I would, everything he said, I would treasure as like a little pearl of wisdom, you know? Well, look, not that it's one-to-one, -one, but that's like uh, in a far more um, uh, sort of, uh, what was how would I put this uh, ob obtuse maybe uh, you know sort of antagonistic way that's how people talk about like Lauren Michaels yeah sure like, right, this right, guy's right. like scary and he he's kind of like hard. weird ultimate dad but like, there is like an obsessive you're, you're thing scared where you're about like, him but also you right, want to make dad proud you go on like a walk with him and he says something and you're like oh my god that's like a, that's he's like summed it all up right. like yeah, it's right. why like fucking Marin always asked the Lauren question right, right. whether they auditioned for it or whether they were on the show for a minute or whatever because everyone has it like I have the fucking story from like meeting him once where like everyone has the like he says some weirdly profound thing to you right. that rings in your head I've told I've told you what he said to me, right? I don't think so. 
Try silence. Uh, he said try silence. <laughs> uh, no, th- I think about this all the fucking time. Uh, had gotten on, cast on the Mulaney pilot. Uh, it felt crazy that I had gotten that role. Yeah. And uh, we had to do like a rehearsal thing mm. at the uh, NBC Rockefeller Center. And um, I was like hanging dun, out dun, there. Dun, and someone knocked on the door and was like, Lauren would like to meet you. Oh my God. Right. So it's like, you're like, what? Yeah, right. And go down oh, corridors, yeah. like four offices, right. whatever. They make the popcorn. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> right. Standing in the vestibule outside his office. Did he make you wait like a long time? No. Well, this is what happened. So I there's like the vestibule outside his office, and I'm in the hallway outside the vestibule, and the vestibule is like all the Lorenettes, which are like his 10 female assistants, right? right. And he's standing- Seems healthy. Yep. In the doorframe of his office, mm-hmm. looking out the vestibule at all the Lorenettes, and he's just listing, and he's like, and remember, we have to put two tickets aside for John and do this, and we need to see what the edit is like on that. Griffin, come inside. No need to be scared. We need to cut 15 <laughs> minutes- he could feel it. He could feel I the fear. I was like, I have to be outside of his range of peripheral vision right, here. Right, right. And I went, oh, no, I'm not scared. <laughs> Which great, I'm sure. Great thing to say. Really sold him. <laughs> Always a good thing to say to someone. No, I'm you not are. scared. You are. I, I think he bought it. Sure. And then I walk inside. So he didn't make me wait. But then once I was in there, there was three minutes of silence as he made popcorn and arranged his office. And he was like, have a seat. You have not told this story before. I've never told you this before. I think so. Maybe. I've definitely not told it on the podcast, but I thought I told you personally. Maybe you told me what he said, but I don't remember all this preamble. The only chair There's in the office to the story. is mm-hmm. not facing him at the desk. It's like facing the other wall. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be presumptuous enough to move the chair. Right. This feels like one of those tests that people talk about in these auditions. <laughs> so I sit this in is... the chair and then I rotate my entire upper body. Sure. <laughs> sure. So my legs are That's pointing in one better. direction and my torso is pointing yeah. like 60 degrees in the other direction. Like a Gumby right. situation? Right. Totally. And then he sits down with a bowl of popcorn. It's like, okay. Are you allowed to eat the popcorn? No, no, it's for him. He's okay. like hugging it. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, uh, so how do you feel? Just in general? That's the only question, right? And I go, well, I feel incredible. You know, I've been like, you know, struggling at this for like, uh, you know, five or six years now and just auditioning and doing shows in basements and trying to get anything. This is the first time I was ever getting close to like getting on a TV show. And somehow I tested for these two other shows and I didn't really like either one. And I would have been like happy to do it because I would have been happy to be working. But the idea of having to be on that for seven years is like a little terrifying when you're signing that contract. And then this show is just like, I think it's so funny and everyone on it is so incredible. And it's this character I love. And like, so I'm not just happy that I have a job. I'm happy because it's like something I actually want to do. Solid answer. And he, without a pause goes, well, you'll get sad eventually. (laughs) (laughs) And I think about it all the fucking time because I don't know how he knew this, but I genuinely, when I got the Mulaney pilot, I went, oh, cool. So my depression is solved. Fair enough. Yeah. And I didn't say that to him, but I was like, you were sort of saying like, I'm feeling great. Like, I I feel like like I finally did it. I've been struggling with severe depression, anxiety my entire life. But all I needed was, one roll on a sitcom. A buck. My brain's going to be perfect now. And then he just proceeded to go, well, you know, I mean, you'll learn the craft. Uh, you know, you'll have to figure out how to play out to the audience and find your voice and this and that. And just like said stuff for like, uh, you know, a yeah, minute right. and then went, you'll be fine. And then stood up and patted me on the shoulder and went, I'll see you in LA. <laughs> and that was it. And the only um, other time he talked to me was after the pilot. He went, good work. 
But go. you'll be you'll get sad eventually. I think anytime Maybe. I'm like feeling too hot. Oh, on on myself I, or about see, anything. Like, I know Lauren is, is like not is this tricky cultural figure at this yes, point. Yes, very but, tricky. Um, uh, I think one thing is obviously SNL's a big thing, so SNL. But also, we watched and loved a sitcom for many years about that kind of a mm-hmm. relationship in Thirty Rock. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though if it's not a direct Lorne parody, yeah, it's that parody of going into the big leather bound office and like having this sort of like insane rich person, well, right? Like in the first season, yeah. especially, it's yes. just like so. I mean, that removed. dynamic in Thirty Rock I'll is say, so great. Uh, yes. Just the other little note about this story: when we had to do the rehearsal in New York. They were like, it's going to be in one of Lauren's offices because right. he's got like six offices in 30 Yeah, because he's like in charge of Broadway video and he's right. in charge. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that we went to, which is the one that he apparently does not spend much time in because he spends most Fuck of the time that. in that SNL office, which is the one with the big window looking out to the stage, uh-huh. which is where I, I sat in the uh, position that probably led to my back injuries six years <laughs> later. Um the office that we met in was the Jack Donaghy office, 100%. Really? Like it was right, 92% right. accurate. So like a secret bathroom? Rep- secret yes. bathroom? Yes. We walked Love in and Mulaney said, I wanted to have this rehearsal in here right. because I worked here for eight years and I never got to use the secret bathroom. Right, right. And he hit the wall and the door oh, opened wow. and he used the bathroom. Wow. Oh my God. Good for him. Yeah. He made me watch. <laughs> he was like, Griffin, come in. Come look. See? You're going to watch me pee. <laughs> God, I mean, I will say that like ever since working at Variety mm. Plugs. Oh, Variety. Yeah, yes. Buffalo Biz. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But you have, I have to list all the exec producers for every show, which yeah, I yeah, never yeah. had to do before. Sure. And it's made me so much more aware of like so many things. First of all, how mm. many are usually, is just men all around, maybe oh, one woman. Yeah. And then they're men. Have you heard of them? Mm. You're not great. Mm. Wait a second. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm right. so great. Him? <laughs> but... He's on like everything. Yeah. I mean, you, you just forget Lord. I mean, yeah. you just forget like how many things he's doing and how many things he yeah. like won't let people do without him. You know, that sort of thing. I mean, I will say the one time I've ever seen him was at like a CAA Christmas party, mm-hmm. like 20 or 13 or something. Sure. Never seen more like high profile celebrities in my life. Right. I was a plus one. I was not prepared. I was in like all forever 21 gear, like with my glasses. Which I will also say, if you're ever in an LA party, dress down. People will be like, who's that that doesn't have to care? Right, right, right. It worked. Right. It should not have. I was like, ooh, I'm a writer's assistant. Please don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen more celebrities in a smaller space in my life. And still, the table that was getting the most attention was like Fallon and Lorne yeah. sitting at this like round booth. And everyone is just kind of going up, paying. Uh, the Golden Court thing. It was yeah. totally that. I've, right. And it was so noticeable, even in this environment. Like, yeah. that was the nexus, right? Like, yeah. it was everyone was orbiting around that booth. Well, that's like the, I mean. No what, one should have that much power is my take. It's too I, much. I, I agree. No one man should have all that power no, the is the thing is. that I said famously in my song Power. That's right. Off the album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Right. Um, it was after you had that Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I feel like no one ever gives me credit for that album. It's crazy. You were the one who wanted to talk about all the lights. I got a perfect score it. from Pitchfork. And then now everyone acts like I didn't write and perform all of that album. It's like literally we've forgotten. Bitch, you're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) God, remember when that album was good and it was just like, oh yeah, Kanye West, he's great. We love him. Yeah. He does the music. Simpler time. Um, come on, let's come on, let's relitigate every fucking bad guy. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. No, I was gonna say, famously at the SNL after party, uh, Lauren just holds court wherever you know the location changes, but yeah. he finds his little corner table or booth, and he sits there until five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and Sounds it's like good. a big deal. Like the writers, the new cast members are like, maybe this is the week that he like invites me over to the booth. Got such like scraps of affection, but they're like he never goes home. Right, he stays out the whole time. He outlasts everybody. Yeah. 
and he just sits there in that corner and has a conversation. He likes walks too. You hear about the walks. Yeah. Mulaney and Seth did a uh, Seth Myers did a podcast a while back, and mm-hmm. they talk about the walks. Yeah. Like there's some like some sort of like talk walks they took with Lauren once. But there's the mafia thing. I mean, you talking about how many things he ends up as an executive producer on. There are these stories of like, yeah, when I was like a cast member, and then I like made my first movie. It wasn't with him, and he like it took me eight years and he, to like. He doesn't back forget. He does not forgive. Right, and now he does it with like all of the TV shows, like yeah. you know, Shrill and all these things. Like he sort other of two. Right. Which right. One? Other two? The other two? Mm, right, right. right. Anyone who, like, comes out from under him, it's like, you're going to stay Los in the spookies. family. Right? You know, at least for the so first good. thing. Los Spookies fucking really yeah. You like it? Los Spookies? spookies yeah. is so funny. So funny. It's so Have funny. Have you seen Los Spookies? I've only seen the first two episodes. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, I ain't watched it. It's such a, like... That was a hard one. thinks it sucks. It seems what? complicated. doing double thumbs down. Setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get right into it. No, I mean, yeah, they're just like, this is what it's about. This is what we're just doing. like yeah. a horror gang. That was a hard one to review because I was just like, oh, how do you describe this? Horror gang is a good way to put it's it. It's also, it is uh, so thoroughly strange. I know. Yeah. In a way it. that's not unexpected, but that you're just kind of like, this is incredible that like Julio had this wave. <laughs> Where it's like, wait, the New York Times is writing about a guy who writes sketches. Does the weird sketch who on isn't SNL. Credited, that you like, know, right, yeah, yeah, right yeah. that someone like put all of this together, and, and then, then clearly they Zinnemann. just gave him this weird blank check to be and like Anna Fabrega. Yes, you can make oh, like a I Spanish. So, so funny, funny and weird. Yeah. And to do it in Fabrega. Spanish, and I remember yeah, they were like on Mike. I'm sorry, she's so cute. <laughs> she's the best. She rolled. She rules. It's very funny. Yeah. One of America's best hat comedians. <laughs> Such good hats. Such good hats. Such good hats. You know who's got a cool piece of headwear? Kiki. He's got a big bow. I was going to say, bow. thank you for bringing me on your Lorne Michaels podcast. Yes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, let's get off of Lorne. Yeah. We can, you know, if, as long as we're on, we're on cute people, I can talk about Kiki because, um, not Kiki, Ursula. Let's mm. talk about Ursula, Ursula. for a second. Look, I don't go looking for queer subtext. Sometimes it just finds me, but I feel like their dynamic is very much like, the like cute babysitter, the older babysitter. You're like, I just want to be this. Yeah, person. but also, do you know who fucking voiced her in the American version? I do. Go ahead, though. Jean Garofalo. Yeah, she did. <laughs> they oh. found the subtext. Yeah, <laughs> she's That's like the cool, cool alt girl. You yeah, know, exactly. she's like, I don't really live in town. I'm a little too weird for town. Yeah. you know, I'm out here. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. You get me. Like Kiki's just like, oh my god, you're so cool. I just want to be you. She's gonna like five years be like, oh. Now I see why. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. In five years, she'll it. put it all together. Right. Yeah. The final puzzle. She'll be like, Tombo, we're more of like a friend dynamic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. you know what? I feel like that's true, though. Like, ever, like his stupid friends, his terrible friends who might as well just be like James Spader in that convertible. They yes. suck. They're yes. just like these preppy his assholes. Suck. Yeah. He does have the I'm like, why are you friends yeah. with them? And I think that's probably part of why he's like, Kiki seems like cool and fun, and my friends suck. So, yeah. Yeah. But also, like, what a bunch of dorks. He's like, yeah, you want to come to this party? We're the flying club. We're amateur <laughs> propeller makers. Like it's not. It's not like they're like you know dropping ecstasy. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are. The two things are mutually exclusive. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. It's like, I just feel like their dynamic was always very friendly. They're like, "Oh, is that your girlfriend?" He's just like, "I don't know. She's just like a cool witch." I know, and she. I don't know he's that so he's nice like, about her. He's so right. nice. He doesn't seem to enjoy hanging out with them. Like he doesn't seem to dislike. They're them. the kids, right? So you got to right. kind of have to hang out, I guess. I sort of had that. Like I mean, in middle school, all my best friends were the guys on the basketball team. Because I went what? to a very small school and we had almost no shared interests, okay. you know, and it was just like, well, these are like the six guys I hang out with. I go to a school with 40 people per grade. So right. then when you like meet someone who you actually like have things in common with, you're like, oh, this is a whole new thing. It was sort of like what you were talking about where it was, I, I can't talk about it on this podcast, but I went off to summer camp and I met cool older <laughs> kids. And then I was well, like, hold on, hold on. 
Sirens. Sirens. Send out an Amber Alert to everyone's phone. Uh, Flash flood warning. But but no, then I came back to school and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, I figured out what I actually like, you mm. know? It's big. Yeah. I feel like he's like, oh, she flies. She's going to get it. Like, she'll get my, like, weird thing. flight thing. I think he's like, this is the kind of person I actually want to be friends with as opposed to the friends that are based on geographical convenience. Right. But she's got in the early scenes whenever he's like, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? She's like, oh, Jesus. Where she's just like, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is that you're talking to me. Yeah, I'm lo- not ready to take that at face you're value. Suspiciously Something's nice. up. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Whereas like at the bakery, the pregnant lady is nice, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Osono, mm-hmm. right? Um, but she she's gonna earn her keep to live uh, there. I love when she makes a little kiki in the bread. Oh my god. Yes. See you again. Showstopper. Showstopper. Bake off showstopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Kiki's, uh, maybe Osono should, they should do like an all Miyazaki like oh my God. baking show. How weird would it be if like Ghibli was like, yeah, our next project is a 10 part animated reality cooking competition. Oh my God. I'm in. <laughs> Are you kidding? I mean, Mary, Mary Berry and like, you know, Zeniba from uh-huh. Spirited Away are close cousins. There, there's a lot of overlap. Um, wait, what was I going to say? Fuck. I just like oh, the idea of Miyazaki being well, like, it is a reality show. <laughs> We aim to represent reality in its purest form. Um, Triangle Bread Boy. Ben, that's what you called him? Oh, Chunky Boy. No, I was calling him a Chunky Bread Boy. (laughs) Chunky Bread Boy, I'm sorry. But he looks like a big triangle. The upside down triangle, shaped like Gaston. (laughs) Yes. He is, I like that he is, never really speaks, but he's just He says look once. Yeah, right. I but he's him. emoting so much energy and just he's, like when he's I, showing off for the cat. Yeah, he he's kind of he spins. He's so good at his his craft too. You can tell that and he's proud of it. He's, he's got a, like he a, a lot of Nicholas Cage and Moonstruck vibe. You know what I mean? Where he's just like it's all <laughs> well, going into unhinged. the bread. <laughs> well, right, and no one's talking to him though. And then like in the last in the post credit scene, as we as Ben just discovered as we were watching it with him. Oh no, me too. I didn't. Uh, you realize like oh know. he's the mother of Asono's baby, the father of Asono's baby. <laughs> Gender's oh. a construct. Like they're together. Oh. Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize that either. I remember like I was watching my roommate and I was like, oh, I like that. She, you know, you don't know. Like she's just like having this kid. And then I was like, oh, no, they are. And they he's are like, together. oh, you know, like, and they, uh, they go off. And the, then you see him with the baby. That's the post credit scene? There's one other post credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She one? sends a letter. Like her parents are reading Oh, yeah, a letter. she sends a letter to her parents where she's like, yeah, anyway, life's tough, but I'm figuring it out. I have some more confidence now. Right. It's fine. I miss you. I'll do it myself. Um,. And fucking Nick Vallelonga shows up and he's like, hey, I'll take uh, six loaves. You're kind of like a virtuoso. It's Italian for pretty good. We need more Vallelonga. We do. Vallelonga's got to come back. Bring him an MCU. Hey, Tony Stark, this guy, he's smart. Makes this iron suit. Like I don't know. I I, I feel like my Valong. I need to like look. That's a more is gonna room. happen. That's, that's a more is gonna happen. That's oh boy. Oh Starring Patty Amore. We don't need that. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, here, I want to read another Miyazaki quote. Okay. Okay. All right. I am very self conscious. Oh. Sometimes I can't even ask a train station attendant if I'm at the correct exit. Sometimes I'm too embarrassed to stand still and look around to figure out which street I should take in town. I keep trudging along the wrong street and end up nowhere near my destination. I've done a lot of foolish things like that in my life. I never thought I wanted to tip, depict that sort of thing in a film, but at my age, I've come to look back on such things objectively. Foolish behavior can be quite heartwarming. Mm. So that's sort of his vibe with Kiki, where it's like, look, she's kind of a, she's kind of a wacko sometimes, right? She's, she's figuring it out. She's figuring she's it out. She's eating pancakes. She, she's sleeping in a dusty room in the attic. Ben is she's catching a cold. <laughs> ben is a dehydrated husk. <laughs> 
he's cried all the water in his body. Just a tumbleweed. He's just yeah. He's just a skin flap. He looks now. like when SpongeBob is dried out. Oh god. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, it's really good about how I feel like when she first gets to the city and everyone's like, "Oh, holy shit, a witch!" And then they're kind of like, "Cool, witch!" And then they just yeah. keep going. It feels like that moment in like Spider Verse where he's just. You know, they like crash land and everyone's just stepping over him. And he's just like, thanks, New York. Like, yeah, yeah. Here we are. Yeah. And she's I a little that. bit like, but I'm a witch. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. I think there's so many things like that. Like, as I already said, the, the not becoming a fight between her and Tombo. Like mm-hmm. all these like dumb things that other movies ring out for conflict that are never the fun part of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, we have to get through this oh, thing to get God, to the next yeah, thing. Come on, get to the part I like, you know? Yeah. But she's just like sad sometimes. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah, because after when she doesn't meet his friends, but he's like, come on the, the blimp with my friend. And she's like, mm, would rather not feel like it's going to not be fun for me. And then she just gets sad. And she's like, yeah. I don't know why I'm sad. Look, and that's a mood. It really I is. I relate to that. And I feel like I very rarely see movies that are just like, this objectively, quote unquote, fun activity is something that's going to bum me out and make me feel bad about myself. Right. And then, you know, she does the self-care move of not doing it. But then she's right. like, oh, I should have had fun with this thing. Yeah. You know what movies oh, don't depict? It, here's this, the specificity of it. It's not that, oh, if she goes there, they're going to pick on her and she'll no. feel bad. It's just she's like, like oh, I'm this not gonna vibe be... is going to make her feel shitty. She's just like, oh, I'm just going to have to like perform for these people. Right. Oh, I'm just not into it. And then in she does the, the face flop, which is one of the best moments in cinema, I think, ever. Yeah. Just like this very, and I love the lead up to it because I had kind of forgotten. I've seen it so much as a gif now that I just like, in my head, she just goes to her room and flops down. But there's such a lead up. The walk to her bed is so slow. He's She's so he's so sad. good at depicting a, like a hard day. He lets it sit right, like yeah. it's like thirty seconds of her like looking around, being like, "Don't it's feel the, good." Nothing fucked up or, happened to her, or, but she's no. just like, you know what? I'm it's out. Okay. I'm out of energy. Hey, you like, know, you this, know what's hard? Was, I was drained. You know what's hard? Uh, being alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For everybody, exactly it. all the time. God. And then when she's sick too, like he's you. You get how fucking sick she is. Yeah, it's not gonna die. She just feels like garbage. Yeah. That part where, like, the cat's like, what about food? And she's just like. There it is. Go have some. <laughs> just points. <laughs> Isn't that the last time that they, like, talk? I think it is. I think it might be. Because that's really sad. Yeah. I remember that is the thing that fucked me up the most when I first watched this. And I was younger. But, like, it still is so much when, like, at the end, she gets her confidence back. She learns how to fly again. But she still can't talk to the cat. Right. Yeah. And there's kind of this moment where she, like, gives him a little hug. And she's like, all right. This is our dynamic now. Mm. And it, it is a little bit like she it, figured out some stuff, but she is growing up anyway. And I know, but it's just like, it's that sort of thing as well. Like when you read those books about kids who have some kind of power mm-hmm. and then like, you know, like it happens in his dark materials where she loses the ability to read the alethiometer. And I'm like, when I was a kid, I was like, that is fucking crushing. She so could sad. read this compass thing that told her like the truth of all like you know now it's like well you know what you hit puberty so you got a boyfriend but you lost a magic power it's kind of like the first time you like try and play a game that was really fun when you were a kid and now you're just like it's not doing it for me anymore and it's so sad oh god damn it (laughs) oh are you gonna oh no no gonna get you cry Uh, but like uh like you (laughs) know i just like i was just on vacation and uh, my friends came up for the weekend and they brought their two-year-old and like it's he's still in that phase where like you blow some bubbles, he's going to yeah. lose and that's his it. God 
damn. That is all he needs. Get older and the world gets less magical. Like there's that thing when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, no, but that's really, that's the thing. Like I did genuinely used to believe I'm like, I know everyone tells me that toys don't come to life, but what if, (laughs) what if on the other hand, right. And there's, they do though. Like you have parents all the time telling you like dragons are not real. And you're like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But uh, my dad doesn't know everything. You haven't seen them. My dad can't remember where he parked the car. There might be dragons. That's why Imagine Dragons are single-handedly keeping the magic alive. That's true. That's true. They're yelling at us. They're going, please. The thunder imagine! and the lightning. <laughs> Isn't that your favorite song? Oh, yeah. the, the thunder. Lightning. I want Val Longa sings Imagine Dragons as an album. I want that like karaoke album. <laughs> Two-time Academy Award winner. What's Val a- Longa's like Christmas album. Hey, you got yeah. this uh, thunder, <laughs> lightning. Thunder and the lightning. Maron is lightning. Oh, my God. It's a pizza pie. <laughs> He's never that crazy. <laughs> You'd be Back like, "Hey, yo, what are you? What are you fucking racist? I never said it's the pizza pie. <laughs> I'm a fucking grown man. <laughs> I parked my car by the fire hydrant and put a bucket over it like everybody else." <laughs> Does he do that? <laughs> Wait, maybe Green Book should have won Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, one day I'm gonna have some fucking kid who's gonna write a story about me and win t- two Oscars. <laughs> two. <laughs> Kubrick has one. And it was for visual effects. He got the one for, for, 2001. Uh, for 2001. Wow. Yeah, that's Kubrick's only Oscar. Yeah. God, okay, like that. that was a pretty good thing, impression, right? That was no longer turning into an Oscar <laughs> nerd. <laughs> okay, another thing that Dave and I were talking about, what I'm really loving about Miyazaki movies is like just watching them make the characters make a cup of coffee mm. or go grocery yes, shopping. Ben was talking about this. He's totally right. And there's just something about how it's like teaching you how to live mm-hmm. and like depicting normal activities, but showing the ritual of it, how special it could be. This is how it is to be a human. It's so nice and quiet. And I love this movie. You really love this one. Is this your fave so far? Or you did like how big Totoro was. I did like Totoro. And Ponyo loved ham. I mean, almost every movie we've watched, Ben has later texted us to be like, I love Ponyo. <laughs> <laughs> Totoro's so big. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yeah, I like Kiki the best. I think what's going to happen. Oh, Kiki number one. But I'm going to keep just liking them. I'm, right. I'll have to get to the end and really have it. But you know what? Place. I mean, this is the last whimsy for a while. Because like Mononoke, Spirited Away, Howl. Mm-hmm. Those are weirder. Those are more like emotionally, like kind of dense and like uh, dark. Whimsical, but we've already recorded that one. Ponyo is obviously right, like super shot right. of whimsy, but that's we've done that. And yeah. then the wind rises is Miyazaki being like, Was I a bad father? <laughs> Did Japan ruin itself by going to war? You know, like you're like, Whoa, whoa, hi, oh, Jesus. Well, come on, let's do like Caterpillar movie. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's gonna destroy me. That movie's it? fantastic. I love that movie. Uh, well, this one's really just like the everyday, like you were saying, yes. very like yeah. everyday little experiences. Like, I mean, 100%. I I mentioned the houses before, but I just love all the backgrounds of it, like all the detail, like everything in that grocery aisle that she touched is so good and specific. All the little rice cookers, and I, I mean, obviously, Gigi pointing out the mug with himself on it is the cutest, <laughs> and then you see it later because she buys it. But I don't know. There were so many kitchens in this movie Great I wanted. Kitchens. You know kitchen what? Like, talk about but a Nancy Myers kitchen, the I, like grandmother's kitchen with the copper pots. The copper pots. I, but I love that Good thing kitchen. where the grandma's like, you know what? I do like the old wood burning oven. Yeah. I don't like this electric thing. Yeah. Let's fucking open it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of like, yeah. Like, the practicality of that background. And the same with like, you'd think Ursula it was just like a little in her, detail of in like, her like rustic house. Yeah. I love Ursula's house, obviously. Ursula is cool. Ursula rules. I've got a. 
crush on her. I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, hard same. I picked up on the subtext, <laughs> folks. Oh. oh, David's doing the finger. <laughs> you said I couldn't work in. I said he could, but you work forgot in. about Ursula and her cool painting he did the with a unicorn. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, the style of that painting is so beautiful. I know it's, it's wild, though. And that's one of it those. It doesn't look like the movie at well, all. It doesn't like look like it's, the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. so different, and I feel like it's so hard. I feel like this in every movie, TV show, whatever. It is so hard to show someone being good at something because mm. you like build something up so hard. Yeah. And then you know, like you hear Carrie Bradshaw's like columns, and you're like, "This sucks." Like you get paid how much for this bullshit? <laughs> Isn't that the worst feeling in a movie when like someone has some sort of like craft? Like it's that. usually writing because we're narcissists. Right, but even when it's like music or it's like other oh, performing or they're doing yeah, yeah, this yeah. and you watch it and you can't figure out whether the movie wants you to think they're good or not. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's, you're like, is this supposed to be the scene is like they're boffing it or like... I feel like that was one of those things that made Mad Men immediately good because like they build up Don Draper so much as being good at his yeah. job and then you see and you're like, oh, you're really fucking Right, he's really right. like... <laughs> I know. And that's hard. Where they're that like, God, so this hard. guy's amazing. You're like, how good is he? Yeah. Right. And he's so like, like, I have an idea for cigarettes. And you're like, Fuck, I want to smoke, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smoke a whole Give pack a of light of Patrick fire. Right now. Yeah. Can't wait I to be think addicted. About you at all. Yeah. He's in Top Gun. I know. I forgot about that. When I saw like Ham just across the screen, I was like, That's right. shit. Tanya I was too busy Ham. looking for Glenn Powell. Mm-hmm. Tanya wants to see Top Gun. Yeah. That's such Tanya a crazy good performance. Mad Men? Yeah. 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 John Hammond, I was Mad thinking because as the Emmy nominations were being announced and yeah. they were actually like pretty good and they nominated was, a lot of shows that I watched and liked. I was so annoyed. Yeah. I wanted which to write was like annoyed Because usually you know? I expected yeah. it to be like comedy series. We only nominated the Kaminsky method. That was it. Mm-hmm. What yeah. else would we nominate? Right. You know, but instead they actually were like no, pretty be- rational. Best fight choreography in a comedy series. The nominees were great. <laughs> Those were especially <laughs> really um, good. But I feel like I was like the last time I was truly invested in an Emmy win was when Ham won for the last season of Mad yeah. Men. And you were like, there's no way he's winning. They've never get-. and he won. And you were like, oh, my God, I feel like delighted for it him. It felt like they were going to do the, the corral thing again. Right. Where they were like, and the winner is somehow James Spader, even though he wasn't on anything this right. year. We're just going to. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him just up. Like knowing how much Ham kind of killed himself for that part. Like that yeah, part fucked him up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, he, I don't think he's ever fully coming back from that. No. 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 I don't think no. we should always like, reward that, but like he deserves something It's for like Kate Blanchett playing Blanche. <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's that phenomenon we talk about where sometimes people merge a little too much with the character. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, totally. Like, right, right. My, you know, my friend, uh, uh, Alex Perlin, uh, shout out, uh, we used to always talk about that uh, phenomenon as the Bradley Cooper effect. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because of his run of playing jerky guys in comedies. Right. And we were like, he's never going to get out of this. He spent too many years playing the jerky best friend or the boyfriend of the love interest. And now I just kind of think he's a douche. And it's unbelievable how you how now can't so wrong. reconcile that. Yeah, when you see him as the jerk, you're like, oh, right, he used to do That's this. That's so right? weird that he used to this do used that. This used to be his vibe. Yeah. Like when you watch The Hangover now, you're like, who's that playing? I recognize Justin Barth, of course. Right. Or Wedding Legend. Crashers. Because yeah. Hangover's the weird bridge there where it's like he's still doing that, but at least it's as the leading man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, now what's his leading man career going to be? He can only play like. Hey. Right. Hey. 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 All you got to do is trust me. All right. I'll fucking trust you. Uh, <laughs> so glad we got Merge Jackson together. Together. We got it. I mean, Jackson's a musician. I got to trust me. Right? And Jackson could like crush some oxycodone in the back of the car. What's, he could and he did. the line about sure. the line? The line about the line? I call that boot dust. Boot dust? Yeah. Dangerous. Because the trunks are There's the line you love where he says, We're having two different conversations right now. (laughs) 
That's fine. That's over the fucking line or something. It's over a fucking line. They're talking about stars born because of course they are. Yes. We're talking about boot dust because we're Jersey trash. What? Thank you. Thank you. Fucking line. Oh my God, I was going to make a Jersey reference earlier and I totally lost it. Here it comes. Are you ready? Yeah. You got it? Yeah, yeah. Great. The opening, the credits, the opening credits where she's like soaring over, you know, everything and then she soars over like the factories and it's like sooty and she has to like cough or whatever. It remind me so much of this. Here, here it comes. Oh, Steven boy. Universe episode sure. where he does, where they're like flying over all the cities and the towns and everything. I feel like it has to be a little bit related. I mean, I'm sure it these is. These movies are so influential and for they make animators. This, they make a very rude Jersey joke. Where they what? like go over this like very sooty factory thing and he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just Jersey. And I was like, what? New Jersey's in Steven Universe and they hate it? What if Kiki went to Jersey? Oh boy. He'd like bake her into a fucking sausage or something. They would be nice to her. They'd be nice to her. They'd be like, hey, you're all right. Salt of the earth. They'd give her a meat sack. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like. Deliver this meat sack. Kiki could just go to a lot of movies and be kind of. They treat her like one of their own, horribly. (laughs) (laughs) They give her the same lack of respect they give their their native children. You have more telling your fucking finger. His fucking finger, right? That's the line. We have to disrespect ourselves first before other people can do it. It's kind of the Jersey way. Yeah, I get it. We it's wear that chip that on our shoulder forever. Oh, mm. people from New Jersey have a chip on their shoulder? Shut <laughs> up, David. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, there was a moment in Newcastle. This is a long time ago. I went to college in Newcastle. Um, what? Which is in the north of England. Yes. What? Yeah, what? I did. what? I know, you crazy. went to college? <laughs> I went to university. Um, Hold on. What? I have a bachelor's degree. What? In what, David? In English literature. What? Oh my god, you can read? <laughs> First time hearing of this. Damn. The reason I made it a movie podcast. <laughs> you have been yeah, talking like books the for all these years. <laughs> Finding who you could read. Uh, what else do we want to say about Kiki's delivery? I mean, service? speaking of digital fur technology. Digital fur technology. Gigi's fur is great. I uh, love Gigi's fur. No, I, I think good. we're I think we're done with Kiki. I think we we nailed it. Do um, we want to talk about the flying oh, the yeah. final vehicle? I mean, I think that's great. I think it's fun that she has a moment of sort of triumph that's not too ludicrous. Like mm-hmm. she's helpful. She catches the boy, but it's not like she she doesn't do anything insane. Sure, like, you know, sure. she's just got to catch him because he's dangling from the airship. So that part was like small kind victories. of surprising to me. I don't know because everything else felt like so small and low stakes, and like every day that like this sudden sort of catastrophic blimp event, I was a little like, it, I don't it, know if I need it. It is funny that there's a blimp there, but it is it. a Miyazaki movie, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking blimp. Oh, we didn't talk about Jeff. Jeff. Jeff the dog. Oh, Jeff the dog. Wow, no one cares about Jeff. I know, you nah. know what? I do. I do love this Jeff run. I mean, good. I like how hijinksy this is. Well, just like Gigi's profusely sweating I is so it. good. And I like the That's shadows That's a July anxiety Jeff. mood, they I feel keep like. on setting it up as like the shadow creeping over. Yeah, and he's just a nice boy. And the music's really like, oh, I'm getting into trouble. Um, when Disney released this, a hmm. conservative Christian group called Concerned Women for America boycotted it because of the witchcraft. I mean, and this is the same time that like Sabrina is busting up the ratings every Friday night. I can't TGIF. imagine. Yeah. God, I saw. I have seen every episode of like the first two or three seasons of that mm-hmm. show. Oh, like I watched it time. every day after school. Yeah, like the other ones, I, the later seasons I've seen, but like for like it was that early, the high school episode. Can we talk about Clarissa explains it all? Oh, the Mike Ferguson all? is a little stinker. That's true. <laughs> okay, um, but Sam with the ladder. Hey, Sam. I aspire to be Sam. Sam rules. Sam's cool. Okay, I'm gonna break rules, but I gotta do it now. I, I don't mean to interrupt Ben explains Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> 
But, but if I can say something. Okay. At the, the summer London. camp I went to. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Sam, was he the Sam there? Ferguson was a counselor. A wow. counselor? Wow. Jason was he Zimbler. Was he cool? Stink. No, he was a cool guy. He was oh, okay. a theater director. Where people do that to him? Uh, yeah, he, na, he na, 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 na. I'll say he wore it pretty well. And the other thing is, like, I feel like I was there as the generation that was most like, oh my God, I can't believe, like, like Ferguson is a counselor. And then, like, five years later, no, no kids knew who he was. Yeah. You know, know like, right, there was right. the window was, where it was. And like, I assume he got older and he just didn't look like Ferguson as much anymore. But when I right. got there, I, like, couldn't get over it. Like, it was, like, probably five years after the show had gone off the air and I had watched it when I was, like, seven. He's bald now. Yes. I mean, time, time catches up to us all. It does. That's yes. True. But uh, he directed a killer production of Man of La Mancha. Hey. The impossible dream. Yeah. Kiki tries to live it out. Does she succeed? Mm-hmm. Probably. I think yeah. so. I think, yeah. I forgot about this other part that I really love with Ursula, besides just like her painting and her being the best. When she sings about the poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> I mean, that's a great part. It's just funny that there's these two movies came out the same year and they both have an Ursula. Yes. Extremely different Ursulas. Yes. But I love the part. I mean, her pep talk to Kiki, I feel like goes so well with like that post credits, the post credits yes. scene of the letter where she's like, she talks about, and this is such a real thing if you're like into any sort of like art or whatever, is that she was like, I was just imitating other painters before. And not well. And now she's not. And it's, and I love that she was like, and it's not, she didn't say it was easier. She was like, it's harder, but it's more rewarding. And I was like, oh, that is such a good lesson. That, I mean, that is a hard lesson to learn, but it's so important. And for her to tell Kiki, just like, you can't do what everyone's doing. You got to do your own thing. It's going to be hard, though. Ben is clenching his jaw so tightly. Trying to I'm holding it in, I'm hold on to in. eye dryness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that idea of just like you imitate the cool things that yeah. you've seen. When she was like, I, I had to stop doing that because it wasn't actually good or helpful. And also, when you tr- go through this world on your own, you learn by example and you learn from kind people that are also going to like teach you these lessons. And so they're so important because, especially when you're away from your parents. It's really scary because those are the people that usually have the answers and now you have to figure it out. But also you try to replicate things based on end result rather than having mm-hmm. understanding of the process that leads to that result. Like she's just like, oh, I want to have a delivery service. that's going to be successful. And then she's like, oh, it's work. Right, right. And that the people who are the most successful get there through a series of trial and errors, not through going like, this is my target, you know? And to surround yourself with supportive people. Like, one of the things I love about the bakery owner, and I feel like a lot of adults in the Miyazaki I've seen, they find the kids so funny. Yeah. Like, she's like, you're great and industrious and I believe in you, but also, like, you're ridiculous. This is so funny. (laughs) She just always is bursting out laughing. It's so cute. David, here's a crazy question. It might might be a swing and a miss. Okay. Do you think it'd be possible to pull up the VHS sales chart from when this came out? I have no idea how you sort of find that, but I, I can I, Google. I would just I would Google exactly that. Kiki's Delivery Service VHS sales chart. I, mean, I know people used to publish that shit. Yeah, Lee's Movie Info. Uh, Wikipedia just cites remember? a lot of sales numbers. Do you remember when the year was? I, I can get it. It was 98. 98. But they mentioned how well, this, let me see. This website hasn't been updated since 1988. Yeah, that is for sure. It was released to VHS September 15th, 1998. Well, let's just plug Kiki in here. and uh, let's, uh, Plug it in. 
Fuck you, Dan. Okay, one other thing I wanted to mention is uh, the play-by-play uh, news broadcaster. Oh, yes, when the blimp's going down. Yeah, very funny. Like, <laughs> oh, kind of unnecessary, that. but it's just like a great- This is the most amazing of... thing I've ever seen! Like, he's like, <laughs> just like- I've never seen anything like it! <laughs> he's like a Speed Racer announcer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh my yeah. God, Speed's doing it! <laughs> and, he is uh, defeating Racer X! The grandmother's like- friend, butler, person. Like, she's, like, banging the TV, being like, oh, it always craps out the most exciting part. Like, <laughs> like in her head, she's just like, oh, this is, like, this fun TV show we're watching. The bizarre... Like reality TV. She just yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. see a little bit of drama. Yeah, who doesn't? The bizarre I website I found did not have uh, Kiki's info, although it did have some VHS sales info. But we can look up the Japanese total from... Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, this is a re-release. Interesting. Huh. Has it been uh, released in China yet? Can we play that game? Yeah, let's check. Let's These are tough. We're having yeah. a tough round. I mean, my my solution here. was that we were going to do the box office game for a delivery man. The uh, oh my god! Oh, I mean, look, I'm not against that. Uh, he yeah. is a delivery man after yes. all. Yes, yes. The thing he's his delivery now, service was it ain't mackerel pie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I was going to say mm-hmm. we could try to guess mm-hmm. the, the top five <laughs> Kirsten Dunst movies, but I feel like three of those uh. are such gimmies that I don't know how much fun that is. That's a fair question, though. What are the other? Interesting few years for her too, right? Yeah, but what are the other two? Do you have it? Give me one second, and I'll have it. Kirsten Dunst, Kiki, to her friends. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Dunst, to her enemies. (laughs) So it'd be Spider Man One, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three, in that order, right? In that order. Can you give me the domestic totals for those three movies? First one's four oh three. Bingo! Wow. The second one is is three sixty four, three seven three. Okay, and the third one is like three three five, three three six. Damn, woo! Those are big movies for me. Those are big, but however, what is number four? An idea. It's a film that made one hundred and sixty nine million dollars. So she's not the lead in it, right? No, she's not. Yeah. In fact, I forgot she was in this one. Wait, can you guess? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what it is. Is it Jumanji? Nope. That's her number six. Hidden figures. Wow. Jumanji is number six. Oh, that's ridiculous. Jumanji should be number one. Yeah. Should be number one. Well, Caroline has spoken. It is is a prequel to the most successful movie of all time. (laughs) That's right. Um, Can we talk about the new Jumanji trailer for a second? Yeah, sure. Sure. It's the next level. Uh, I don't understand what the hook of that movie is. They're going to play a different one this time. No, not really, because the hook is, mm. I thought they would just do that. They go, we shake the bag up. It's the same four kids, but now they've each swapped roles. Here's the, so here's what, I'm going to try and recount it, because I only saw the trailer once. Can I give it a shot? Yeah. Okay, so the girl who is Karen Gillan? Yeah. Same same vibe. Uh, it's 100% has not She's changed She's just Karen all. Gillan again. Right. Okay, Karen Gillan, same person inside her. Right. All right. Uh, Kevin Hart, this time the football player is Kevin Hart? No. No, this time... Last time the football player was Kevin Hart. Like, the big athlete guy right. was Kevin this Hart. This time, he's Jack Black. This time, he's Jack... Oh, is that true? Yes. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Take it easy, Jack. Agreed? <laughs> Take it easy, Jack. And I'll tell you, he's making choices. I know, because Jack Black was like, you love the stereotypical things I did when I was a girl in the, first, in the last Somehow one, right? Somehow you everyone's played like, it with a degree of like, nuance yeah, that we all... And he's like, here we go. go. And it's like, well, Jack. No, tread lightly. (laughs) Jack. (laughs) I laid it on pretty thick last time. You did. Right. That's true. And it was good? (laughs) Yes. People liked it. I can't deny that people liked it. Don't necessarily take lessons from that. the black guy is me? (laughs) He is. We didn't think about this, but yeah. He is. (laughs) 
Therefore, where's he gone? He's gone. He's like runs into the jungle. All right. Okay. Kids. So that's those you are those two. Kids. The clean pitches. It's a Yankee swap. All four of them are swapped. No, no. Karen Gillen is fixed. Karen Gillen is the same. Okay. The football player. Football is now player is now Jack, Jack Black. Black. Okay. One of the kids, or two of them, have gone missing within the game. Two of the them game. are lost in digital feedback. One God of them knows. went lost before them. The other one went in with them at the same time. And One also got lost <laughs> somewhere. Yes. Have you is, seen this trailer? No. Okay, great. No, I, hope this is, is, I hope this is all very helpful. Yeah, yeah I'm is still in it, even though I didn't actually see the Colin Hanks got out so, of it. Yeah, I don't really know. Maybe one of them's in Nick Jonas now. Who knows? I didn't want it to denigrate sure my Jonas original can, Jumanji experience. Right. Okay. That's right. the pure. Um, and now, Danny DeVito. Yes. And Danny Glover. Yes. As. Grandpas who happen to be upstairs because apparently the rule now <laughs> is that the video game captures anyone within a radius. It's, it's not just who's holding the property lines, Griffin. But now The Rock is doing his DeVito impression, and Kevin Hart is De- is is Glover. Yep, and Hart's really doing Glover. Hart's doing a good job. It looks like, and The Rock's doing his thing. He's doing New York hot dog vendor. Yeah. And like, hey, come on here. Yeah. Um, so it's two new characters playing the two biggest stars. Right. One person playing the exact same character right. she played last time. Yes. And then the worst combination of actor and character possible right. from the original. Now, here's form. my take. Yeah. Hollywood's having a transitional difficult year. Uh-huh. Right. Some things are hitting still, like the Marvels and the Disneys. Yeah. A lot of things are missing. Okay. Right. Then we're not sure what's going to happen next. Jumanji was this. Some, right. The highest grossing film in the history know, of Simon. More, Sony. more, yeah. more. Okay, okay. Some sequels are being made. Yeah. Uh, that the audiences are obviously just sort of responding with like, we didn't need a sequel to that. Yes. Now this sequel has been made. It has a confusing premise. Yeah. God knows what's going on. Yeah. I think the history, like the the future of Hollywood, everything rests on Jumanji <laughs> the next level. I think if it hits, then Hollywood can be like, okay, all right, all right. Something still makes sense. The last yeah. movie was a hit. This is a hit. Thank God. Yeah. If it doesn't hit, I think Hollywood's going to be like, you know what? That's it. It's Close not, up shop. None of it makes sense. <laughs> right. I, I, I know, kind we still got of cats. agree with That's you. true. We do have cats. Both come out on Christmas? Yes, both come out on Christmas. The cats it's like some witch's curse. Each other. Right. <laughs> they are cats. They are cats. Yeah. They uh, sing. They sing. They sing. That's true. I think cats is going to do really well. Of course. 100%. Because it's going to have Well, now I've one, got like morbid curiosity. Right. Morbid like, curiosity. What that's what's going to push two, it over the top. The other people who like cats. Isn't Corny that a motherfuckers thing? who've exactly. been taking trips to see cats. I feel like this is decade. extremely disrespectful now, Griffin, to cats. No, it's not. You cannot disrespect that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean to the animal. Oh, yeah, I, I guess so. Because oh, again, true. also, they're not sized right. You'll talk about it. It's fine. They but they're they're the size of like mice. The size that they are is... It's also they made this big furniture. They make a big to do about they this furniture. They make shit. <laughs> it's all fucking computer. It's also it's very much it to it's us like feature soldiers. It's a little like small soldiers. It's like kind of that. And and it, you know I think so much of this pushback to the cats trailer is misogynistic because all cats are girls and all dogs are boys. Fifth, I mean the cats do have boobs. They do. They or do baps. have boobs. They got their baps. They got out. they got their baps out. Uh, it's uh the that's bat- one of the many choices in that trailer yeah. that uh, alarmed me. I would say. <laughs> what else was it? Um, I don't know. Uh, the fact that fuck. Oh well, we'll say this on the Lion King episode. But the fact that Jennifer Hudson looks like Salazar from Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> where her face is like half complete. Or Drake during the Sprite commercial. Well, yeah. <laughs> My favorite poll. Where they were just like, uh, "Can you fit her face on that cat thing?" And they were like, "Not really." <laughs> and they were like. Well, uh, it looks fine. I don't know. 
<laughs> what are they going to cite us for realism? <laughs> it's not like anything else in this makes sense. Okay, number five, Kirsten Dunst movie. Give me it. So it's not Jumanji. Not nope. Jumanji. And Jumanji did like 100. Jumanji is her other 100 million. She has six right. that made over 100, and Jumanji is the sixth, but there's also a fifth. Is she above the title on this? No. Nope. She's not. Don't think so. How deep in the cast is she? I would say fifth. She is probably the best performance in it, though. Maybe second best. Oh, Interview with a Vampire. She's so good in that. She is. She's so good. That was, that, so that was the performance where people were like, this has to be a major star. Because, yeah, never like, seen that movie. It was sort of the Haley Joel Osment thing where it's like, for her to have this kind of poise at age 10, like and she must be a fucking talent. Sharing the screen. terrifying in it. She's terrifying. Yeah, with you know, Christian Cruz. Slater. You know, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Ray. <laughs> I love Stephen Ray. Um, she, because she's um, supposed to be like, she's just right. locked in that body forever. Right. There's know? a tweet I think about like every week from Lindsay Barr, AP film critic, Lindsay mm. Barr. Of course. From like 2016, I think, where she was like, when is Kirsten Dunst going to get like the cult icon like status she that like Winona Ryder has like yeah. the same kind right. of thing. I feel like she is like about there now. She's inching there. I mean, marrying Jesse Plemons, I feel like a lot of people enjoy that sort of like, yeah. you know, her and the Fargo. only extremely blonde family I trust. <laughs> That's a blonde family. It's a blonde ass family. <laughs> uh, also, here's the difference, I think, between Winona and yeah. Kiki. Mean, Winona is obviously one generation prior. Well, and yes. this is, I think, the big shift of this generation. I think. Um, Kiki's doing great work now. Love she's kind of at the best she's ever been, just in terms of pure craft. Mm -hmm. uh, that new show she has coming out looks like a ton of fucking oh, fun to me. Becoming a God in Central Florida. Yeah, I'll watch anything she's She wears done. braces. Yeah, right. into it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think she's like the first person to sort of, movie star to sort of fall victim to uh, franchise culture. Yeah. Yeah. Because Winona she way had out of more it. Winona movies. Yes. I think that's why she has that status because she was so much this like avatar for people and there was like a grouping of them. Right. Kiki has one definitive Kiki Dunst movie. Bring Ooh. it on. Yeah. Like oh. that's the movie that was like a hit that she is the face of that everybody saw. Right. You know what right. I mean? Obviously she has like Crazy Beautiful or whatever like the her weirder Less pop, but, but like those post, were, you know, those were more the post Spider Man movie, pre know. sort of comeback movies are rough. Like everything between like the Spider Man's and Melancholia is like when was Eternal Sunshine? Wimbledon. Eternal Sunshine's the one outlier, which she's great at. She's amazing. That's yeah. a hard yeah. part, and she's so good she's at it. So Same good. thing with Bring she's It On. That's a hard yeah. part. I feel like yeah, it's like it on, on the I level seen of Bring like, It On a long time, but she's great. It mostly holds up, mm -hmm. and I feel like she does what kind of like Reese Witherspoon does in Legally Blonde, where like that part could have been like. I totally agree with that. It could have been yes. fine. And yeah. both of them like show so much intelligence in it. That and that's like souffle work that like no yes. one gives credit to because it's like really light and it's tasty, but it's souffle work. Souffle yeah. work. That's Love a good that. term, right? It, it's Love difficult that. to fucking make. Here's her post Eternal Sunshine Spider Man 2 career. Wimbledon comes out the same Wimble year as Spider Man 2. Dun. Wimbledon. Like an American. Uh, Elizabeth Town. Right. Oh, jeez. Oh, Mary Antoinette. She's good in that. Uh-huh. Uh, and obviously, that's a good choice. Spider-Man 3. Okay, right. she's doing great. How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. Okay, why'd you do that? Yeah. Two-year break. Alienated uh -oh. people, What's would you say? What's going on with Kiki yeah. yeah. Yeah, she fucking alienated people. <laughs> yeah. All Good Things, which was that, like, uh, Robert, Robert Durst, Durst movie. movie that, like, wasn't that also, like, long delayed? Like, it yeah. came out a long time after they shot it, yeah. right? We do not talk enough about the fact that before that Ryan Gosling played Robert Durst. What? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, and that was Jarecki's film. That's why he knew Durst. That's yeah. why he like had an in with Durst. And then Durst was like, "Yikes!" Oh, <laughs> the the inciting <laughs> incident for the Jinx is Robert Durst calling up Jarecki and going, "I saw that movie." <laughs> <laughs> then melancholia, and it's like, "Oh, she's right. back." Yeah. Where had she been? Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, she's been having a tough time." Yeah. 
What's uh, going on? Rehab, you know. Oh, yeah, she, she was drinking problems. a lot. Oh, yeah. damn. Uh, and then since then, yeah, she's just sort of been like in and out, like you know what I mean. Fargo. Very good in Bachelorette. She's great good in Bachelorette. Fargo. Bachelorette. Fargo. She's so good in Bachelorette. She pops up in things like Midnight Specials and Midnight Special and Hidden Figures. Oh, I thought she was very good. In and Midnight you're Special. like, oh, here's yeah. Kirsten Dunn. She's good. Um, and then the Beguiled was, I feel like the last, the first time it's like yeah. lead performance from Kirsten yes. Dunn, kind of again. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Hidden Figures. I think uh, she doesn't get enough credit for playing that role with uh, zero. Uh, Interest in in being redeemable. Yeah, yeah. I just there's always without a, being mustache twirly. I'm like I, this is I, like that a, movie is fun. That movie that is fun. very charming. Yeah, but it is that character. I mean, I always joke about in Bell. That's the the Bell trailer. Yeah, the Tom Felton character where it's like some people are like, well, I don't know, and some people are like, well, I like her, and one guy's like, well, I'm a racist and I think it's bad because <laughs> yeah. of racism. Yeah, and it's like, oh, oh, he's the racist. That's he represents racism. That character is not written well. No. But I think she, just as an actor, what's given her, she avoids both doing mustache twirling yeah. and she avoids trying to like, because Kevin Costner is very good in that movie, but he famously came in and was like, I think you should believe in her. I, I think you should be nice and not do anything bad. Right. right. And you should tear that sign down. And, she's, and there should be more like yeah. ostensibly nice white ladies who are just like awful racist. That's just the reality of mm -hmm. things. She's mm -hmm. not protective of her movie star image at all in that movie because it would have been easier for her to try to make her redeemable or right. to make her more villainous where it's like, I'm nothing like this yeah. woman. I definitely think she doesn't care about her movie star image anymore. Yeah, which like, is That's cool. not a consideration. All right. Bring it on as her number seven. Give me her last three. Small Soldiers? Top. Small Soldiers is nine. God, I can't believe Small Soldiers didn't make 100. No, I made 54, baby. I know. Uh, Did it make 100 worldwide? Let's find I don't out. Think so. I think it probably ended up doesn't like even 86. have a worldwide total oh, list. Okay. Um, okay, so Small Soldiers number nine. I need Small to Soldiers. The eight and the ten. Big movie. Middling box up. Okay. Big action. Small Soldiers. Um, the other two are they are they lead performances or are they are they ensemble? Uh, one's an ensemble. The other is an ensemble. They're both ensembles. Yes. And from what eras? From what decades? One's from 2003 and one's from 1994. 1994. So one's like teen Kiki and one is oh, like 20-something Kiki. Well, go on. No, no, no. Go on. No, no I, teen Kiki. Do you think you got the teen or the 03? I feel like maybe the teen. True. Is it Little Women? That's right. Little oh, Women. Good call. Good call. Good call. She's young enough that she plays young Amy, and everyone, pretty much everyone else plays themselves as the older ones, right. but she's not. They get she's an older Amy because she's too young, and yeah. it would have been weird with Christian Bale. It would have been bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good call. She's really good in that, too, and you Amy know, sucks. That's an actress I like a lot who I kind of miss. Who? Uh, uh, Trini Alvarado. Oh, sure. Yeah, I like sure. her a lot. Uh, they, just anytime you watch a 90s movie and you're like... Hey. What happened to this actress who was in eight big movies and then turned 30 <laughs> and they never hired ever again? Nope. She showed up on one episode of Private Practice or whatever. Um, okay, wait. So the other one's from 03. Yep. It's Mona Lisa Smile? Bingo. Oh, there you go. Wow. That was like, remember when they were like, this thing can't miss. You got Dunst. You got Gyllenhaal. Julia Roberts, museum tours, yeah. Mike Newell. Right. This thing's going to make, oh, $141 million, actually. Yeah. Really? Quite a lot. I just feel like... Nostalgia. Worldwide. Worldwide. Never... They were like, she's got this girl group, and it's the next four biggest stars. Dunst. Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is in it? Jillian Hall, right? Yeah. And who's the fourth one? Uh, Paz de la Huerta? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, it was Julia four... Styles. Julia Styles. Yeah, Julia it was Styles. like, these are the four, like, kind of... I mean, I feel like Gyllenhaal, Dunst, and Styles were in similar positions at that point, where it's like they've had hits on their own, they've had like critical acclaim, teen stuff. Yeah, They're let's not gonna... forget that Dominic West is in that movie. Wow, let us Topher not. Grace. Yeah, 
Tori Amos? Let's not forget that Mona Lisa smiled. <laughs> she smells like this thing. David's doing a really good impression. Of my, I can't it's like believe, a raised eyebrow situation. This is too. The, your nice. best impression, David. <laughs> uh, leave it to the listener. Can to I imagine take a photo? It. You don't, or do you want to not have it leak? Yeah, up? no, no, okay. no. I don't know. The mystery might be okay. fun to preserve. I don't think the try doing it. And may, I'll decide whether or not to release it. But you got to make eye contact with me because that's the. David's doing his impression of the Mona Lisa. Ben left for five minutes for Mona um, Lisa smiling. Anyway, yeah, we're done. Okay, <laughs> Frankie, anything else you want to talk about? Any other business you brought to the table today? <laughs> look, look, man, I don't know. I got nothing. It's I'm classic. Like, no, summer Kiki's Friday. just a nice, Kiki rules. A nice, nice ben fun movie about a nice a girl. Yeah, making the most Make of things. Ben cry a lot. Yeah, a you're lot, you're ready lot. to ankle this skein. Yeah, you're ready to ankle this one. Yeah. Variety talk, variety. Yeah. They ankle skeins. Oh, I don't Did know. Did some trade Bobo pod- <laughs> podcast? Players. I'm a bad trade writer. I'm like, well, <laughs> does Variety have a term for podcast? Any skeins right now? <laughs> Just, yeah, I don't know. Knob, knob. Yeah. Button. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Not, yeah, we're done. You definitely just looked at my equipment to come yeah, up with knob, that. knobbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Table. Signed up for a knob. Chair. A Life. new twelve episode <laughs> knobber. Wall microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Just like thanks for anyway. having me. This is nice. Yep. I just like a. It's nice to come on about a nice movie after oh, the yeah. last time. Hell, uh, like a yeah. nice, right, right, awesome, good right. movie. Yeah, about a nice girl. God, that movie makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Showgirls. Yeah, I'm just like thinking about it again. It's like I, there are few movies I like that I hate watching that much. You, you know? know, and I feel like there's always some like revisiting of oh, did it have some merit? Whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's so. How do yeah. you write a dance? <laughs> How do you write a dance? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I asked Chip Smith. Yeah, Chip Smith. Remember, he was on the show. That's where he that was. His origin, the yeah, show girl episode. Have Sugar you been talking episode. with him? You're gonna ask him. I had a weird dream about him, but that was it. Weird. I don't know. He was I just can... sitting in a chair that was on fire. Where did you get the Miyazaki book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Turned oh. up on my doorstep. Because I've noticed that sometimes it breathes. Ba ba duk. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Andrew Gouda for our social media. Joe Bunn and Pat Rounds for artwork. Lane Montgomery for a theme song. Go to blankiesoutread.com for some real nerdy shit. Tee Public for some real nerdy shirts. Go to uh, Patreon where we're uh, only 15 movies away from finishing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Caroline, do you have anything to plug? Check, read, read all your work yeah, on Variety. Yeah, Variety. Find me on Twitter at Caroline Framke. I tweet a lot of stupid shit. I'm rewatching Lost hey, for the first good time. Shit. For the first time. The You're first rewatch. No, the first actually, watch. she's yeah, never the seen first it. Watch. I've wow. never seen it. Okay. So come find she's me. She's a dumbass. How are you uh, <laughs> enjoying it? You know what? More than I thought I would. Yeah. I hate Jack so much. Really? How far into it are you? 14 episodes, baby. Okay. It's amazing how little I know about Lost. Who's your favorite character? Uh, Hurley. Vincent. Oh, okay. Vincent the dog. Hurley. Very yeah. concerned for Vincent. Yeah. Oh, he'll be fine. Yeah, but anyway, no come spoiler. talk to me about Vincent the Dog. Uh, That's about all I got. Well, so what? This episode's dropping October? No, not that late. October? When's this episode dropping? Let me check the spreadsheet. So I'm just wondering if by the time this episode drops. September 8th. If by the time this episode drops, Caroline will have met Nikki and Paolo. Oh. This might be Depends a great fast time to follow Frankie and get those <laughs> Nikki and Paolo takes. Jose. Have, has anyone prepared for Nikki pressure. and Paolo? I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, get ready. Follow Frankie. Follow Frankie. <laughs> One of the wildest things that ever happened. I'm the best TV critic I know all about TV. <laughs> yep. Get ready. All right. Uh, and, and as always, mm-hmm. 
you'll get sad eventually. <laughs>